conference in the future. I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like there are so many possibilities with what could be done and and how it can be done that it's impossible for me, at least, to fathom the the different things that could happen. Tiered rewards, I think, are probably not that far away. I think that's a pretty easy thing to do. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I guess it would just have to be a maybe the code would be a separate challenge, but yeah, I could totally see it. And this also can't be too long till we see have any one legendary in there, and our man Farron can play as Bam Hollow. Right, right. So I could see that coming soon too. If they've shown us that they'll do one rare, might be good to you know reward those people who have just have that one sneaky legendary in their account as well and give them a jump start. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, I, absolutely. Yeah, I for th- sure, I could see it. I don't know. Can you hear I, I, me now? Are we good? Or? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you now. Yeah, you're on. Awesome. Farron, you've talked about using a, a, a legendary moment um, in a different, a bunch of different ways. And I know in yes. our, our Wolfpack chat, we've talked about it. But talk about like the concept of maybe as a wild card. Yeah, I was just kicking around some ideas about how to provide some utility for these legendary moments. And one that I just thought of was as a wild card in these flash challenges, you can just slot it into one of the spots. But only one, because you don't want to just plug it full of legendaries all the time and not even think about it. But just one might might be nice. Yeah, I love it. Do you think that it would have to be like do you are in your like conceptually in your head, is <laughs> it like any any legendary could could be a wild card or is it like a legendary from the same team or like what what do you envision that being yeah that's interesting i was just thinking any legendary off the top of my head but if you match maybe the play type or the team that's interesting twist too so a legendary assist could go in an assist spot for example i love it i love it and it would like as a collector and somebody who likes to do challenges, maybe you'd be encouraged to buy one legendary assist, one legendary dunk, one legendary jumper, right? Like you go down the list of things and you just collect one and uh, then you've got that utility. Yeah, I love it. I really like it too, as opposed to buying one from each team even, you know, if you're worried about it that way, that's really cool. Yeah, you can approach it from either angle there, whatever you're speculating on, for sure. Now I wonder if they'll do that, step up the legendary usage, and then maybe start giving away a rare pack one of these times. I wonder if they've still got stacks of those all-star game packs sitting there, throwdowns. Ah, for sure. And they can always print more, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can just make a new set. <laughs> they have the power. This, this isn't the U.S. Treasury we're talking about, Baron. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I was looking at the market right now. It looks like Wendell Carter Jr.'s 40K is at eight bucks. Zubotch is seven bucks. So these things are starting to pump a bit. Speculation buys. Nurkic, yeah. Nurkic 40K is eight eight bucks. It's have they, and, and admittedly, I was with family and stuff this afternoon, so I didn't get to see it, or I didn't look at least. But have they just, um, 
have they discussed what the prize will be for the last challenge? Is it just a series two commons uh, pack or what's the, did I hear someone say it's a playoff pack? Or I just saw, I, I've had a busy day at work too, but I saw people talking about a playoff pack. Was that true? Or have we just not heard? Did you know Farron? Yeah, it is a playoff pack. Yeah, it is a playoff pack. Okay. okay. I thought I thought I heard someone saying that. Well, that's fun. So it's a little yeah. more than a season three pack. A little different. Yeah. Nice little twist. They got a lot of stuff in the bank there that they can pull out for prizes. So keep us on our toes. Absolutely. And these playoff packs have come in quite handy in a bunch of these flash challenges lately. Oh yeah, for some, sure. They have some nice little bottlenecks. So, <laughs> so it, it's a it's a very large set, so you're going to get a lot of uh, chances to use the moments. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it, it, it's a large set, but it's also like good teams, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so interestingly, though, I think it's 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 uh we could we could sort of shine the light on the last challenge that they put out. Uh, I think it was the last flash challenge where they wanted some Suns playoff moments, but they they sort of allowed anything at first, right? Like, um, what are our thoughts on the way that Top Shot is un unrolling or unveiling some of these challenges? That was the Steve Nash challenge, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, was it Steve Nash? Yeah, yeah. Well, that one had a double whammy as uh they accidentally leaked the pieces for the challenge too so some right, as, right. astute collectors got the jump on us and were able to buy up some of those moments as well and then and then yeah the uh what was it nuggets ones were able to be used and, and sons ones or something like that yeah but but for the sons for the sun i think it was the uh was it brooklyn I think it was the Brooklyn Nets and then the Suns. Suns, but, yep. But the Suns moments, they didn't like when the Top Shot challenge uh, showcase thing didn't limit you to what you could put in there. So um, I had enough Suns moments and I knew that they were looking for Suns moments. So I just put them in. But I wonder what happened for people who were putting other playoff moments in. Did they get the reward? Did they not? Like, where is this going? Apparently, nobody knows. This is going to be... No, gonna my, be... Sorry, my mic wasn't on. Uh, I think they were not eligible because I saw some people saying that they checked their showcase afterwards and they were incomplete. Ah, all right. So that's good. So they fixed the showcase and then they're going to require people to, to check their moments and go back in. So... Uh, this may be a good time for you guys to go check your showcases and make sure that you have Suns moments in the place that Suns moments need to be, right? The the Nash hasn't uh, come out yet, so. Yeah, you don't want to end up like our friend ended up this week. Mm. Maybe if we have Spine on he can later, he can blow off some steam and uh, tell us about his week. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, Stein and Nebraska, right? Is Nebraska's not here either? But oh, right. Yeah, the same fate. So one of the things, and uh, you know, this may be just maybe a lesson to learn, but one of the things we've seen over the last few weeks is they take snapshots, and if you loan moments out to complete challenges, 
and they take a snapshot while that moment is out of your portfolio, out of your collection, and it breaks up a set, you're you're out of luck for whatever airdrop is coming based on that snapshot they took. And we in the Wolfpack had a couple of a couple of our wolves that were, you know, negatively impacted where they lost. I think Spine lost a lot, right? Because he had like he had not only a challenge go defunct, but then also missed out on a couple of airdrops. And Nebraska's going to miss out on some airdrops, and it, it's a mess. So it's really, you know. Yeah. The community is important and, you know, loaning moments and helping people. That's what totally fun. Yeah. That's what helps build the community up and we all love it. But if they're going to start taking snapshots of your collection, man, you got to start being really careful, really careful. Yeah. Really careful. I know I had uh, a friend wanted to borrow some Phoenix suns playoff moments for this last one. And, and the guys had just got burned and I was like, oh, I can't break up the set. I'm sorry. I, I want to help, but I can't, I just can't break it up. So Wolf, that's interesting too, because the playoff set is a big set. What is it? 112 moments, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we recently saw um, a bunch of airdrop packs for the, you know, the, the new pack that's coming out. And um, I don't the the playoff set wasn't airdropped, so obviously we assume yep. when the when the playoffs start next, you know, at the at the end of this season, that maybe that that set will be recognized. But how did you feel about that? I mean, as a as a collector of a set that's 112 moments, and I you know got, you got nothing out of it for this particular. Uh, pack drop and airdrop how did it feel i was i try not to get too hurt by things like that but i definitely was like damn you know i was i started that set at a time in my life when i was laid off so i wasn't able to just bing 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 buy it all in one go and so it took me some grinding to get that set and it would have been nice to have gotten one lousy fresh threads pack for it but all alas if as long as i get some playoff packs later on in the year i'm happy but if yeah. it goes un, unrewarded, I, I do think that was a bit cheesy because they did even specifically on that set in one of their classic, and I'm not trying to bitch, but you know, one of those classic, like the set will have rewards of the future when they first announced it was huge. So I did go in on it thinking, oh yeah, that probably will reward this big set, you know? So would would have been nice to get one pack, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay for now. And my other set, of course, that I own is Hustle and Show, which also was unrewarded. Right, right. So, uh, and again, that there's going to be a new Hustle and Show set, so we assume that's going to be rewarded later on. But the interest, one of the interesting things in sort of zooming out and looking at that that um, Fresh Threads pack drop and the airdrops and everything that yep. goes along with it. Zoom out. Cool Cats and seeing stars were both rewarded with a pack, right? And there is no cool cat set coming that we are aware of, and there is no seeing stars set coming that yes. we're aware of. Do we so it, believe do we believe that those sets will have future airdrop packs too? Or was this sort of like a, a one and done kind of top shot washing their hands of those sets? Yeah, I, I I wondered the same thing, and I know they did when there was the original 
you know, Cool Cats backlash and the Seeing Stars people wanted stuff too. They did say you'll get future rewards, so maybe it is a set they're going to consider came from a special time. So they are going to like, are they going to get a hustle and show pack too, or will they ever do it? So it's just hustle and show people get the next hustle and show. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. Farron, you have any ideas on this? Yeah, no, I was just thinking because I mean, the sets that they rewarded didn't match the set being released. It's kind of just randomly picking sets. It seems. So I wouldn't be too worried about, oh, it's a discontinued set. It won't get airdrop. They'll find some way to reward it for sure. Yeah. And in general, I wasn't upset because I did like the precedent that it set. That hopefully going forward, holding a set will matter. Stacked, what does a guy like you think about this? Because you must, this must be a great moment for you. Someone who's believed in the platform holds as many sets, I'm assuming, and moments, you know, and then you really get a nice reward out of that. Um, yeah, to, to be honest, I only hold four, four complete sets. Um, looking at my collection now, I have like, uh, the MVP moves, the cool cats, obviously I, I hold the run, it, uh, the, the new run it back set. And I'm kind of confused that there wasn't more done around that set. I, I felt like it was such a big deal when it had initially come out. Um, I'm pretty sure I bought the top for a lot of those moments and, it wasn't until the other day that someone tweeted out like, oh my gosh, the run it back set is has tanked so much that I looked and I was like, wow, I, I, I think I dropped like 20K on it and now it's sitting at like 13. Oh. So that's kind of um, kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm really happy, don't get me wrong, that they're starting to take these initiatives. Um, but like, again, I, I want to see initiatives that kind of make more sense. Like, why are they only rewarding certain sets and not other sets? Why isn't every set treated equally? Why isn't there more emphasis on these newer sets that they just released? Um, but it's a good start. Don't get me wrong. So, so overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm hoping that they can continue to move it in the right direction. So Stack, you know, it's interesting because I think the running back, the running back set, the new running back set has been used in some capacity in some of the different challenges and things recently. Do you do you think that the um, do you think that that set will continue forward? So like in season three, four, five, six, and maybe that's where that utility for that set will be. Or what are um, your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like if they're just going to continue to do running back sets every year, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would imagine so. It seems like a re- fairly popular set. Um, I think with the run it back set, they have uh, obviously so many different options to go with it. Um, I I did like that they did it all from one season, but I would like to see run it back from, you know, a bunch of different seasons because then you're not really limited to the players and the teams that um, are showcased, right? Like Shaq. The Shaq moment is awesome, but him being on the Heat is not what fans remember Shaq for. Um, although he did win a championship, um, and uh, yeah, I, he he I won like he see... won a championship without Kobe. He was like, I don't need right. Kobe. I, I'm Shaq. <laughs> right, right. It was it, it's 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 a, it's an awesome moment. Don't get me wrong, I love Diesel, but I would have. I mean, I I grew up a Lakers fan. I grew up a Kobe fan, um, and I would have loved to see uh, Shaq because TS. Uh, debut on um, the Lakers uh, but you know I, I hope that there is some utility moving forward I, I, it does look like um, 
Top Shot and Dapper, they're starting to take the initiatives and listening to the collectors. I mean, um, like we, we we mentioned, the the set completions, like, you know, getting rewarded for those is, is kind of big. I think this is the first time we've had ever seen anything like that on this scale. Um, and it kind of opens the doors to the possibilities that uh, I guess this platform can present moving forward. So, so I'm I'm happy overall. I'm not really happy with the the value in the run it back set dropping as much as it did. But uh, I've been really collecting what I love lately, and it's really made me appreciate Top Shot a lot more. So, so with that said, um, Stack, what is it that you've been collecting lately? What is it that you really love? Is it a, is are they are they sets? Are they moments? Are they teams? Where where are you with your collection right now? Yeah, yeah. So so lately I've been collecting um, the team sets, um, and so I've been kind of on the fence about those for a long time. But before when I was buying a lot, stacked, I was really just stacked. Buying, can I can yeah. I cut in and just. Can I sure. can I interest you? Can I be a salesman for a minute and try and interest you in the Spurs set, team set? Could could I get you to join the Spurs bandwagon? Uh, I I don't know if I'd ever go out there as a thing. So I'm trying to collect team sets on areas and teams that I would really like to see. I mean, nothing against the Spurs. I just feel like I have a couple teams before I would collect the Spurs. That's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah, we're not yeah. very good right uh, now. We're not very good. <laughs> I, I I do love Dejounte Murray. I'm from Seattle, and so I, I saw him play growing up, and I like Dejounte a lot, and so that's what I'll say about the Spurs. All right, that's fair. I like it. He's the new. <laughs> but, he's yeah. the new Russell, Russell Westbrook. He's Mr. Triple Double lately. Oh God, don't don't. I love Westbrook, but I'm a Lakers fan. I'm not really too happy with how he's been playing lately. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just been collecting team sets lately. I just actually finished the Warriors set um, today. I made a little off-market deal with Arsenic for that um, coveted Andrew Bogut. Nice. I cannot believe that Andrew Bogut is going for more than Dirk Nowitzki right now. A little bit of alpha for anybody listening. So um, what, can you can you take a second and maybe help us? Because there are like some really weird things, right? Like some of these moments, there are there are moments that you wouldn't expect that are going for more than moments that y- you would expect to go for more, right? Like like that's right. a great example. Kelly Olenek is another example. And obviously there's bottlenecks right. and there's team sets and all these sure. things. What are some things you're seeing on the market that you are, whether positive or negative, either either way, but what are you seeing that you're like, just kind of like mind blown over? Anything? Um, yeah, I mean, the MGLEs, I think, don't make sense as far as pricing. I, I used to collect Pokemon cards and basketball cards and football cards, baseball cards, all, all growing up. And you know, I would always be kind of infatuated by how much the first ever sets would would go for. We're talking like the T206, like, you know, like those, those like super old cards. And so when I got into Top Shot, I started to recognize like, look, if this is really going to be as big of a deal as everyone here thinks it is, um, the first ever rare set when it comes to NBA collectibles are going to be very sought after, in, in my opinion. And so I think any metallic golds that are going for under $200 is actually just like a, a travesty. I think people should be scooping those up so that minimum they're at least two, two to $300. Um, now, are you, t- are you the, talking season, the season two 
season one, both? Like, where where are you focused? Um, mainly season one, but I think there's a lot of really good value in season two as well. Um, like, there's a bunch of stars that are going for like 500 bucks. And when you think about 500 print counts, like, again, if, if we think NFTs take off the way that they do, we're at the very, very, very early stages of adoption. Like, we're, we're, we're not even close to the mainstream right now. And when you think about 300 and 500 print counts, that's like nothing, right? So, I, I mean, I'm, my outlook on Top Shot is much longer term. I think um, we're still maybe a year or so away from those previous highs. But I, I really suspect that we can get back to where we were in like February or March. I just got a message, and uh, this I don't mean to break away from your thought process because I think you're right, but I just got a message that uh, the Bogut is is more expensive right now than the Tim Duncan t- Top Shot debut, and that yeah. breaks my heart. <laughs> like I don't even know. I give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, the Bogut's top three. I think from that set, isn't it? Because there's I'm actually on it right now. the Nash. The Nash is really. I know you were looking for a Nash the other day, stacked in the uh, the group, and that's one when you were talking about these moments that kill you. And that Nash on that Lakers jersey, it was a dismal appearance by Nash on the Lakers, yeah, and that is almost so five grand for that one on the marketplace right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 bad. So yeah, uh, I mean, obviously after KD, it goes Giannis, which is from his rookie year. Oh and right, Nash, and then Bogut. Um, Manu's up there, but he was a he was a reward. Right. right. Um, but yeah, like Dirk is Dirk is sitting at eight at thirty two hundred, and they had to make the choice between Bogut and Dirk. But I'm really hoping that they reward um, team sets um, with this announcement for uh, um, like uh, completed sets. I, I think they're moving in that direction. But, uh, so are you? We'll see. Are you thinking? Are you thinking about rewarding team sets in terms of like? you know, the teams themselves and some sort of like tickets or like upgrading your tickets or like, you know, somehow doing it with the team directly? Or are you looking at the team sets in the same way that they're airdropping, um, you know, like, like, you know, throwdowns and cool cats and that kind of a thing? What, what, What are you thinking about in terms of that set mentality? No, I think you hit it spot on. I'm I'm really just hoping that um, the future of fandom is something that actually has to, that actually involves, you know, rewarding collectors, rewarding fans of basketball. And so I'm just kind of going out on a whim right, right now uh, by finishing these sets and hoping that the NBA and Top Shot somehow figures out a way to incentivize people that um, hold these complete sets. I, I was looking at like uh, On The Moment and they have like how many... Uh, sets are completed. I don't know if you guys have seen the, that, um, but for like a lot of these teams with the bottlenecks, it's like less than a hundred uh, collectors have completed these sets. And so, you know, my thought is that uh, the NBA should be able to reward less than a hundred people. If, it, if when it gets like really high, you know, I can understand the incentives might not be as great. But for a lot of these bottleneck sets, um, I'm I'm hoping. You know, we'll see. I, I really don't know what to expect. Sure, sure. Yeah, I was on. I think that's what Coach was saying. His Magic team set is only like fifty-eight people who have it, or something like that. And he had that exact thought process of like, how can they not have right. you know hooked me up with some stuff at this point? Right. I mean, they're making so much 
money. You know, they, they sell, they're selling out packs every other week, every week. And I, with other marketplace fees, I would imagine they, they'd have to be able to do something. But, you know, again, who knows? Well, so it's interesting because they're obviously they're making a bunch of money and they could probably do something. But we're also seeing some teams in the NBA go in a different direction with some NFTs, right? And not uh, entirely in a different direction. So Mark Cuban in the Mavericks, they've sold these nft ticket stub type things or whatever but they're still nfts and it's still separate from top shot how do you feel about that and how it correlates to or may maybe doesn't correlate to anything that top shot is doing yeah i i i mean i i think it's pretty cool because um you know when these teams take these initiatives there has to be some demographic that they're appealing to that might not already be into Top Shot, right? So I think that it's slowly starting to expand the horizon of, you know, the visibility of NFTs. Um, but at the same time, um, I mean, I would like to see something sooner rather than later. Like uh, Top Shot has kind of been in this little kind of lull lately. And it seems like people are kind of losing interest, which is understandable. Um, but I, I really do follow the sports market and collectibles market. And I think uh, the industry is so big that eventually um, once mainstream adoption occurs, you know, Top Shot will be up there with the most coveted uh, collectibles of all time. And is there a is there a particular thing about Top Shot that drives you to that place? Or is it the idea that I think? All right, so let me let me um, let me. I love all these questions, by the way. I feel I feel like I'm going through like a little bit of an interview right now, but I love. Yeah, it. so you're on the spot. Yeah. yeah, we always find someone each spaces who hasn't been on before, and we're like, we got our guest. We got. We him. got. Yeah, we, we got you stacked. You're hooked. You're in. I just wanted. I just wanted to come in and listen to you. No, guys. you're in. You can't listen. You're now. You're hooked. So, so like when I think about the, because I, I collected cards as a kid, right? Baseball, basketball, football, you know, whatever. Um, And, and I've, and I've listened to Priority Q. So for all of you who are here and don't know the Priority Q podcast uh, by Dave P. Baller, awesome podcast. Uh, But in, in some of those different podcasts they've talked about, and I think the latest one was Nate Lawson. He talked about this too, but like, shit, you know, if I want to, if I want to bring my, my cards to a friend's house and show him what I have, I'm lugging a bunch sure. of shit, right? Like sure, it's, it's sure. a physical, it's a job. And, uh, right. so do you, like, when you think about the future of fandom and you think about Top Shot, do you think of yeah. it like, you know, like how much of it is separate from this idea that it's just a digital card, right? Like it's it's just a way that I can easily carry all of my collection on my cell phone and show somebody and say, hey, look, sure. you know, I've got Giannis rookie card, whatever. Or are you really focused on this notion that like we are going to be having access to whether it's players or teams or tickets or whatever, um in the future you know what i mean like where do you see this settling yeah um well i i i think i'm i'm very bullish on flow the flow ecosystem as a whole i think uh there's a lot of different elements that are starting to come together that probably won't be you know necessarily uh, necessarily apparent for at least another year or two um so so like um 
you, you were talking about not being able to really carry around your moments rather, but you, you know, you'd be have to like maybe link your account or show them friends on a phone. Um, but earlier this year, I, I'm, I'm, if, if I'm not mistaken, Dapper um, had mentioned that they're going to release like displays that we can display um, our moments on. And so I kind of think that um, once those are released, uh, these things become, um, these moments and NFTs as a whole become much more, I guess, fungible, much more, um, I, I guess, physical. And so you can actually display them and show them off, whether they're at your home or whether they're at your card shop or whether you're bringing them over to your friends' homes, whatever the case may be. And so I think once that actually occurs and we're able to physically display these moments, these NFTs, et cetera, um, that's when people really catch on and be like, whoa, like that's really cool. And then we have the introduction of like metaverses, right? I, I know a lot of people like the screen metaverse and how it's going to change the world, et cetera. And, you know, who knows? No, no, one really, no one really knows. I just wanted to change my You're world. You're on that Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, <laughs> on the meta, <laughs> meta. Exactly. Like no one knows what's going to happen, but what, what, what I can say is that there will be some number of people that will choose to, um, I guess, more or less live, um, not live, but I guess be able to display their NFTs in this metaverse. Right. And the more people that, um, adopt, you know, the metaverse like flow right now has the matrix world. And I think that has a lot of potential. Um, but once you're able to like build homes in these metaverses and or museums or showcases or galleries or whatever the case may be, um, that makes these moments and these NFTs that much more real. So um, you, you again, yeah. I totally agree. You literally just you literally just blew my mind. So you're talking about because well, I'm I'm an old man and, you know, I'm not like, sound too old, yeah. Well, I'm not like a get off my lawn old man, but I'm I'm an old man and I don't th You're like a, my back hurts yeah, in the morning, right? an like, old man. Yeah, I, okay, okay. It takes it takes my wife rolling my ass out of bed in the morning, right? Like but I don't think about things in the same way that some some others do that are that are more nuanced yeah. in in the ecosystem, but like having homes and museums and you know schools and you know playgrounds in the metaverse what a wild concept even in the real life too you know you you had a thread about this stack the other day and i was the one i commented being like i've been screaming this to anyone i can but why can't i cast these on my tv you know right. when my friends are over i'm watching right. basketball with them why right. can't I put it on the 75 inch or why can't you put it on your big screen TV right. after the game and be like, let's watch some highlights. I feel like right. that's so needed for this mainstream adoption. Right. Lest alone right. other NFTs too, right? What if you were, you're over and you're having drinks with some friends, so boom, you put up some nice art on NFT on some screens around the house and, and right. situations like that. That's where right. I sort of, when I first fell into this space, I originally was like, oh, that's the future. We're going to have, screens instead of picture frames on our walls and we're going to buy art and we're someone's going to come over and it's ufc night and i'm going to have my ufc shit in the house when the guys are over right. or, or whatever that may be right, right. that's right. the like that's a big step for me in getting this off of a like a, a a top shot display is cool but if it's five inches it's the same size as my phone or you know seven inches sure. when i really am waiting for this like 
and the metaverse thing too, but I really can't wait to like put it around the house like it's art. So, you know? so yeah. as somebody who is a total noob, like how far away are we from that? Right, like I'm in the I'm in the NLL, and I got my infinite yeah. objects, and I, it's sitting next to me right now, scrolling through the moments. Like, how far am I away from that being a big screen TV on my wall? I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, I, you know, I, I really don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it really is up to Dapper and you know Top Shot to release the capabilities uh, for something like that uh, because of everything still closed system and I, I think if you're an investor you look at closed system ecosystems and those things kind of turn you off um you know i, I you like the, the, the thing with the shack moment today how they redid the footage i think that was really great i think um, that's something that might be necessary in some instances um but at the same time as somebody looking from the outside in it's kind of scary that when you think about NFTs as this this decentralized um, way to collect and to own um, certain assets that a centralized authority can go in and change um, what that asset represents. Yeah. Um, so I think once that occurs, once we're able to take moments off the platform, once we're able to display them freely, I think that's when the real boom for NFTs come. But we're we're still not quite there. As far so as I'm really glad glad you brought that up, Stacked. Like I'm wondering what your thoughts are, and maybe others in in this spaces. But like, I don't. We've seen moments change in the past. Whether it's you know um, this the 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 circulation number or whether it's some description or whatever but i don't know that we've seen a, a video edited differently and i think it's awesome because yeah. it made the vi the moment better but what do we think about that in terms of as you mentioned like there so now you have like this this overarching uh, authority that can come in and change any moment at any time uh without you knowing or having a say even though you may have paid for that moment right. like what do we think about that right well one one thing i would like to see is for them to delegate um those permissions to owners of the moment i mean like if, if the majority of people vote on wanting to change a moment for the better or for whatever the case may be it should be up to the people that own that moment um, but at that, to the on the other end of that note, I, I feel as though um, I really do trust Dapper. <laughs> I, I know they've had a lot of mishaps lately, but they're you know pretty small in the grand scheme of things. Um, I trust Roham. I, I trust the team, and so I don't think that the their ability to be able to do that with our moments is something that we should necessarily be concerned about. Um, but it does obviously pose that question as to how far can they go. And as an investor of, you know, high price JPEGs, get SIFs, all, all, all of that, you, you kind of get a little worried when these centralized ecosystems have that ability. Um, but again, with Dapper and with Topshot, I, I do trust the direction that they're leading um, this platform and uh, their future platforms. And so I'm not too worried about it. Interesting. I'm going to take a quick second and just update. Steve, Steve might know more too, because I think doesn't some of this come yeah. to the fact that they don't mint the image itself on the blockchain right now. 
chain right now. So that's why right. it's changeable. Whereas maybe in the future, yeah. are they going to actually mint the video? Which to me would mean I think you would have to. You wouldn't be able just, to change it retroactively. Before, hang on. Before we get in, I want to update. DeAndre Ayton has moved up in the our uh, rebound leaderboard. So we have Zubak, Beef Stew. DeAndre Ayton is now at third, and then a tie for fourth between Wendell Carter Jr., Jeremy Grant, Terrence Mann, and uh, Clint Capella. So take that for what it's worth. We'll update it later, and then uh, you guys carry on. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Steve, though. Steve, Steve, Steve's really knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You know what? This is great to be on the stream with you, uh, Stacks. I, I, I think you and I are kindred spirits. We're both uh, MGLE uh, enthusiasts, I, I'd say. Um, so I definitely appreciate when you're hunting for them because uh, I have quite a few. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, going back to the, like, the moments in the NFT, is like most of what we own uh, for moments it's not on chain. Um, sorry, there's some noise there. Uh, most of what we own is just like the metadata, right? Like the the player uh, stats, the game stats, but all the media assets are off chain, uh, and that's for good reason because like we're in beta and they need to, they, they need to be able to change things. So I know Rohan mentioned like maybe a year ago. Um, Sorry, I think you're. You should probably mute. Uh, mute there. Um, Wolf, mute, mute your mic, dude. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought I was. I'm just making a making a drink here. Sorry. Yeah, all good. All good. I'm I'm curious what you're making. Um, whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. Oh, damn, I, was, I, I, need, I needed to get those cherries out of the jar. It was causing quite the conundrum that I didn't realize yeah, you were listening to. Uh, no, but I know, I know Rohan mentioned like probably over a year ago now that. Um, like long term, Dapper has plans to move things, uh, like all the all the assets, media assets, to to be more on chain. But there are a long ways away from that. Like, uh, you know, they like they can barely get the thing they have right now working pro uh, correctly. So, uh, you know, one step at a time, and and like, you know, we'll get there eventually. But I think I think a good compromise though for all of this would be um, to kind of show the versions. Um, in the moment, like if they do make a re-edit, just show the other version as well. Like it kind of makes sense, but even though I think the default one you see should always be like the latest revision because, you know, that just that's the one that they put the most effort in and that's like the latest version of it. Um, but I think you should be able to see the previous ones as well. Um, and I, I, I hope they do decide to kind of show that maybe as like a, a drop down or something below because that would be really cool just for historic reasons and whatever. Um, because yeah, like just, just when in doubt, do, do everything. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if that answers anyone's questions on like on chain, off chain. No, I, I think that poses a, an interesting um, suggestion uh, to be able to include like previous metadata, previous um, images or videos, uh, because uh, it kind of gives also uh, holders an option, right? I mean, like maybe you didn't, maybe you really liked Dwayne Wade and <laughs> you wanted him in uh, the highlight a little more um, than with the edit. Um, so something like that would actually be pretty interesting and it would, uh, I guess, at the end make everybody happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's been mentioned before, but like Top Shot is, is starting to become basically like the, the, 
um, the, the point of record for the NBA. I think it could be in the future or even now, it'll be like the official video archive for the NBA. And I think it only makes sense to kind of maybe over time turn it into more of like a, a Wikipedia kind of thing where, um, you know, maybe trusted trusted uh, community members or whatever can contribute to like the descriptions of the plays or like make subtle changes or whatever. But like like Wikipedia, you can see all the edits, right? It's 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 out in the open. Like I think something like that would be really cool because um, you can kind of see the the progression of how things are are changed or modified or you know improved. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, the ecosystem continues to evolve, continues to develop. And with everything that they've been demonstrating, I, I think it's clear that they're trying to listen to the user base. Um, with the flash challenges, with moving from um, challenges to showcase challenges, uh, with the little incentives that they're beginning to offer, whether they be for um, set completionists, or hopefully moving forward, team set completionists. I, I think Dapper and Top Shot has the best interests of the consumers. I, although it doesn't always seem that way moving, you know, forward. I, I think they're starting to figure things out. Absolutely, absolutely. Farron, you got something you want to add? Yeah, just thinking about the whole uh, editing moments after and all that. Um, I'm just wondering if that just gets messier and messier over time and confusing, and it would be simpler to just live with the mistakes as they were and in a way they can take on a, a life of their own like uh you know if we if you have a misprint in a card sometimes that's worth more stuff like that yeah you know i always go back to the billy ripkin uh baseball bat card and uh they had the mistake right where he wrote there was the f word on the bottom of the bat and then they reissued the card. So they didn't like take it out of circulation. Obviously they couldn't, but they reissued the card later so that most of them had the black um, line. Um, and so is there something they, they could do to create a more rare version of a moment uh, to Steve's point, Steve, uh, certainly jump in. I don't know if I'm, I don't want to misinterpret what you were saying, but like you could create a way so that the moment had all of the different versions of that moment, right? Like a drop-down menu that showed how it was initially released and what the changes were and so on. Um, I think there's definitely a bunch of ways that would be pretty interesting. I don't know. I personally yeah, don't would know be, that there's that, one that's be better. Cool. I, I, I like that. I like that, right? Just showing the, the, the different versions. But just to, but just to the point about um, like keeping the errors and stuff like that, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, we have a hard enough time right now convincing people that NFTs have value, have value, and that these things are worth buying. And so I think if you show someone, like let's say a brand new user, an inferior clip compared to like a YouTube clip, like if the YouTube clip is better than what's on YouTube, they're just going to say, "Why am I paying for money for this? This is stupid." And so I think Top Shot should do everything possible to make the, the highlights as best as possible. And that means redoing them if necessary, because this is we're, we're like, this is gonna be a long battle to win like the hearts and minds of people who are not believers in NFTs. So I think- So Steve, like, yeah. Steve, I think you, you raise a really interesting point because you're, 
you're raising this concept of comparing Top Shot moments to YouTube videos. And let's be honest, right? Like I could go to a game and have my phone and record some stuff and make a YouTube video, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's licensed by the NBA and that the the um, NBA Players Association has signed off on it. And that's those are all of the things that Top Shot has to go through to get a moment cleared. So you're you're it's almost like you're playing the game with one hand tied behind your back if you're top shot versus you know youtube what are your thoughts on how that may play into that that sort of competition as we move forward and clee Gaines, i see you there and once we get steve's take we'll come right to you buddy no but no i mean you're, you're not wrong i mean you know dapper has to jump through a lot of hoops to get approval and everything else i'm just saying uh, dapper doesn't need uh, other um other reasons why this platform isn't going to work or whatever, right? I think we, you, you're, we're trying to win people over. And I think the easiest way to do that is to show them, like, I'll, I'll give you a better example. So on the on the broadcast uh, streams, right, we don't always get all the camera angles that we see on Top Shot. And I love that, actually. I love the fact that on Top Shot, we might get camera angles that aren't normally seen on broadcast, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Because when you watch the YouTube clip, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't even have the angles that Top Shot has. So I think Top Shot should always strive to be the better version, right? Because at least at least you're winning on two fronts now because Top Shot can say, one, you actually can own the NFT of the highlight. And two, the highlight itself is better than, than the YouTube highlight, right? right? Like, yeah. I, think, I think you need both. Yeah, I, I know when we talked to, uh, and Cleveland, I'll get right to you. I know when we talked to Austin a while back, yeah, I was I was questioning whether or not Top Shot may put cameras in certain locations, like right above, like right on the rim or like in, you know, areas where they could collect really cool video that would become really cool moments on their platform that wouldn't necessarily be available to other people or other um you know, like YouTube and, and whatever and NBA TV and, you know, whatever. I, I It didn't seem like that was something that they had kind of have gone through, but uh, that would certainly be interesting. Real quick, uh, because I am a Spurs stan, um, Jake Poldle and Keldon Johnson are climbing the leaderboard. So uh, you might, might want to check your moments. Make sure you have some Spurs in your moments. I saw there was uh, a Keldon Johnson pump going on right yeah. now too. He's in there. I love it. I love it. Clee Gaines, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on where we're at right now? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Um, I just wanted to touch upon, as we're talking about, like, the editing moments, you know, after the fact thing. So uh, a couple great points were made. You know, is it worrisome that Dapper Labs has the ability to edit them? Um, I think Stacked was mentioning it. Like, yeah, it is a little worrisome, but at the same time, you know, I also trust what they're doing and, and think they're going to go ahead and make the right decisions and, you know, not overly, you know, post edit after things have already been, uh, you know, passed out. Um, I will say, though, that I think, Steve, you kind of touched on it is putting the, that power into the hands of the collectors, right? You mentioned the people that own the moment um, having a say. I think that's a great idea, right? If there is the, you know, if there is some rustle among the communities, you know, saying like this Shaq moment, oh, you know, this edit's bad or it could have been better, you know, whatever, um, put it to a vote, right? Maybe they put out, hey, this is what we could potentially change it to. Uh, let the collectors on the platform, you know, put have their say. And if it is the majority, then go ahead and change the moment, right? Because we don't want them to, you know, get into, I guess, a habit of 
going in and, and changing uh, clips down the line, right? Because then it's like, what, what, what's going to be changed going forward? I, I just, I just, I worry that too much change can happen if too many people, you know, have complaints about about moments and stuff like that, right? I don't want to see that becoming a norm. Um, but I think if it is going to happen, it definitely should be in, um, you know, the collector's ability to vote on it. I totally that's, that's, agree. That's, that's, fair. that's fair. Actually, I think it was Stacked who mentioned the voting part. And I, I agree with that as well. I, I want to make sure that he, get, he got the credit for that. But like, just, just to your point, though, if they if they offered a way to show all edits, like, uh, would that not fix that point, though? Because I think your point was was showing only only the newest edit and not not basically like not showing the old edits. But if you were to show the old edits as well, would that not be like a, a win all around? Yeah, I guess it could. Um, I do think though that just editing stuff, when, especially when it comes to like NFTs and blockchain, right? The whole point, I feel like it's like, you know, that's the way it is. This is the way it's meant to be. I know errors and stuff exist. And not that I'm a fan of collecting, you know, misprints and stuff like that, but um, I just don't want to see it become a habit basically at the end of the day. And even if they, did, if you could see both versions and stuff, I guess that is a good, um, you know, way to combat that. But at the end of the day, I think if a change is, you know, on the table, we should have a say. That's you know at the end. Of the day. I, think, and I know this was this was in our favor. We all kind of wanted it, right? I think it was right, kind of right. Totally agreed. But there may be a case where it's on the fence, right? Maybe some people like the original and don't want to see a change, and it could be closer to fifty fifty. So it'd be know. a neat know. way I'm, to I'm, add I'm some scarcity. I'm, I'm definitely a basketball fan before like an NFT collector, and I just want the best highlights. So I if agree. I had to vote, like I'm always going to vote. So just give me the best highlight. Yeah, I think that's I think that's an important point, Steve. Is that you want the best highlight? I think the 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 challenge in that, right, is that that's subjective, exactly. and and where where Top Shot could have issues if if this were to become a norm, which I don't know that it will, but like I might love the Shack moment the way it is, and you know I think I think it's difficult when you put a moment out and you say like you know this is your reward or this is what we're releasing in a pack or this is you know the top shot debut or whatever it is and then try later to change what that looks like and you know in I this have a, instance, I, have a, I, have a, I have a hypothetical for you I have a hypothetical question for everyone in this chat actually so is the way that they're displaying it right now not part of the nft experience like is the app itself not part of the nft like just by this logic right and and you know should they not be able to change the app or like the layout or whatever because to me they should be able to change it all um right so and, and i don't disagree with you like the layout could be changed but like if i had paid yep you know nine hundred dollars for a particular moment and i and i paid for that moment and then three days later that moment changed like that, that may irritate me. It it doesn't in this case. Like a hundred percent, I will admit. Like I think they've made the moment better without without question. But like that's a subjective decision. So like they they may believe they're making a moment better, but I might not. And if I've paid for it, I I could I could be mad about that, right? Like that might not sit well with me. Or if you sold yeah, it before, it's, it's, it's like before Absolutely. the change happens, right. if you sell it, right? Like, cause you didn't like the moment cause you thought it was really focused on Wade. You sell the moment cause you're like, ah, it's, it's not even a shack moment, right? Then they go and change it. It's, you know, better now than most of, most of us would agree. And they're like, damn, I wish I didn't sell it. So I think there's that side that you also have to take into account as well because there's time that sure. passes from when you get the moment 
if a change sure. happens, you know, there's that financial, you know, ramification that can come from that. That's a fair, that's a fair point. I like that. That, that point's a good one, actually. Like that's probably the strongest one out of all of them is if you bought the original play or sold the original play or whatever. Um, but I was gonna say that like, just, go, just going back to the whole, like not changing things or whatever, like I, 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 to me, it's a slippery slope because like Dapper gets things wrong all the time. <laughs> and um, <laughs> like we want, I think, I think it's good right now to encourage them to, to be better. And to try sure. better, and, and to and, to, sure. and to do and to do better, and I think for, if if the community was like outraged about any change, then I don't think we'd ever see like real progress. And I think that that might be um, almost like a death spiral. So I hope we we as a community we're, we're not we're not too resistant to to improving things. Yeah, we hold them to a good standard. Fair, and you want you've been wanting to jump in for a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, I can accept this as a growing pain of like beta for sure like you know they're learning as they go and dealing with the nba a brand new product all that stuff but i don't want this to become like it's a crutch for them so as opposed to trying to just make it their best version right off the bat they're like oh we can tweak it later down the road it's just get something out there quick and then we'll worry about fixing it later i don't want it to go to that and as for voting i think people in groups tend to make bad decisions usually <laughs> Or something. <laughs> That's because we haven't voted you off the island yet, Baron. <laughs> oh, I'm not going anywhere, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, no, just for voting in general, like a lot of things can go sideways with that. So I'm not a huge fan of that. If it was a small, close group, maybe there's something there. But just in general, I think if you're buying and owning the collectible, if I want to buy the moment and then I snatch it away and I walk away from the product for five years, I come back and all of a sudden the videos change 10 times. That's a little strange. I think you're right with the voting thing too, because it's, it could be a bad idea where it does create another layer of people who lost. If they were on the losing end of the vote, you then might have a still have negative people in the community. Right. So it yeah. would only make sense if, you know, when you get an update on your computer and it says, Hey, do you want to install version 9.2? You know, so maybe you have the option to update the shack to the 9.2 and you can't go back once you do maybe something like that. That's the only way I could see it working without just changing it across the board. Yeah. It's uh, a great Joe, conversation for sure. For sure. Steve had a lot of good points there, but it's just a, it's something to think about. And then, the precedent it sets down the road. I'm not sure if I like that with things can just be changed after you purchase them or sold them. So, And it kind of does draw back into, you know, I think the original point Stacked had was, does it make you feel, and maybe I'm wrong Stacked, but does it make you feel less like you own it when they can just change it like that? And that's been a theme that we've had with Steve before. We've talked about how we wished we could cut our own highlight reels and, we don't really feel like we own it. Maybe that is just another little glaring reminder of our inability to own this image that we are apparently purchasing. You know, uh, Joey Hammer, go ahead. Yeah, go, so Joey. actually, you, you took the the words right out of my mouth. Actually, so I'm not upset Sorry, about okay. this. I'm I'm more just, I'm confused to be perfectly honest. So it just begs the fundamental question of what exactly I own. If you can, so take it, it's a picture, it's a, it's a digital picture frame, it's hanging on my wall, it's playing, I see it, it is what it is, and I come back and it's it's been altered. It's not what it was. It's not what I, whether it was gifted or purchased or however I acquired it, it's hanging. And it's like, if that was an actual physical picture frame and somebody came into your house and, and changed it, 
Like, I don't want yeah. to, I want to say it's like vandalism here, but not for nothing. Like they didn't have, and I don't own the moment. So I'm, I don't have a, a horse in this race, but if I did, I, I would be more disappointed and just confused at the concept of like, what now is it that I truly am saying I have this digital ownership to if the images, the cube, like everything can be changed. And, and I agree, change it for the better. Let's, let's do this, build this thing together. Let's all kind of make this to where we want. But the stuff that exists currently, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. And so this is more of a, a question to the group of help me somebody that, yeah, as I like Joey, to say, I'm, ball, I'm balls yeah, that's, deep that's in this project. A great question, like, Joey. What I own. That's, a great, that's a great question, Joey. I, I think I found the answer myself many months ago um, after reading the terms of service, because the terms of service they explain what you're buying. Steve, and, Steve, yeah. Steve, nope, nobody reads the fine print, man. What the hell? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, Steve I, with I, your I read logic it. and shit. I, I, I read it, I read it line by line because, and I, you know, really wanted to figure out what are they, what are they selling us? There's some really interesting clauses in there. Um, you know, it's been a few months, but I remember basically them separating very explicitly in the terms of service they're them separating the NFT from the underlying media assets, right? And why they did that is because let's say NFTs are stolen or obtained fraudulently or whatever. Um, yes, you might own your NFT, but they'll revoke your media app, your, your media uh, assets for, for that NFT. It's all in the terms of service. You basically have to read it. <laughs> it's, it's there. Um, and so like, they have they have can, um can you can you give me yeah. the cliff notes because i'm i, I yeah. don't want to read yeah, it well that's the, <laughs> the, 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 the cliff notes is when you're when you're buying um a top shot moment you're buying the metadata um which is basically just uh like this the 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 player stats and the game stats and whatever but just like you know text plain text you're not you're not buying the media assets right so there's a very there's a distinction there that's made in the terms of service, and um, I think there's just some confusion there because some, I think everyone thinks that we own or we're buying the the video highlights. We're not like the video highlights accompany the the NFTs, but the the NFTs we're buying are like the the like the metadata. Um, so it's it's something that I think Dapper will have to probably tweak at some point in the future, um, and they probably wrote it that way to cover themselves legally. But it's it's kind of an eye opener if you read it. To be honest, it's worth a read. It's like four or five pages. It's not that long. So it raises a couple of really interesting questions, like right off the top of my head. But one, Steve, is obviously we know that a lot these moments come together through the NBA, the NBA PA, Dapper Labs, and everybody getting together and saying, "Oh, here's a highlight. Is this player going to clear this moment? You know, whatever." In order, so we have this situation where this the Shaq moment has changed. What changed? Is it the PA? Is it the NBA that provided additional footage? Is it Dapper Labs that was like, oh fuck, we should have included this additional footage of, you know, Shaq falling into the crowd and you know whatever it is. Like, what is it specifically oh, yeah, that allowed right this to move? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now. So nothing on chain uh, changed. So nothing. So technically, the NFT you own didn't change at all. Nothing you owned today changed. Um, what? How were they were able to do this? Was because they get their their clips from 
uh, the MBA directly, like the MBA edits them and then they, they give it to Dapper and Dapper basically just puts the, um, the set label, you know, in the intro and outro spinner or whatever on it. But um, so they must have requested from the NBA, hey, look, look at Time Lord. Time Lord did this uh, awesome re-edit. Can you guys do another pass at this, please? And it looks like they did. Um, and that's how they were able to do this. But again, fundamentally, they didn't change anything you owned today. It feels that way. Everyone feels that way. But, like it, we, but it, it, it technically, it, it didn't. Um, so according to, yeah. So the so the video that Dapper Labs got initially, you think was what's entailed in the new updated moment, or do you think that the NBA provided additional footage that that created? I don't want to say a new moment, but that updated the moment that existed before. Well, again, the the the, the NFT or like the moment is basically just a pointer to like I don't even know. Um, here, let me bring this up here. Like the game, the game date. Um, yeah, so it's like what you're buying. There's a there's actually a, res a response. I, I wrote a tweet not long ago, and then Live Token responded with like a screenshot of what's what you're actually buying for the NFT. But like, for instance, like this, the, the game was played on February third, two thousand six, right? Uh, and so like, that's what you're buying. You're buying an NFT that says you own a Shaq highlight from. February, you know, third, two thousand six. It was a dunk. Uh, like you're, that's what you're buying, but it doesn't actually tell you. Like here's my here's my actually my grief or my my problem, my beef, I should say, with um, what we're buying with NFTs is that it doesn't give you the exact time stamp, right? So it doesn't say, oh, Shaquille O'Neal at the, you know, at the thirty-seven minute mark, thirty-seven and and twelve second mark, he. Uh, he, he did a dunk like you're not buying that actually it's just really generic it's like you're buying a dunk from that game it doesn't tell you when he did it <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything so like technically technically they could change it to another dunk completely right because you know and i they would never do that obviously that's just suicide for them um but it's just it brings up some interesting questions uh, and I think we should just all better understand like what what we're buying. And honestly, I, knowing all of that, I've known this basically forever, and it doesn't change anything for me. To, to me, it, it's still I'm still as bullish as, as ever on, on on these moments. Interesting, Farron. You had something you wanted to add? Yeah, I'm just curious about that conversation. It's fascinating that. Um, so yeah, we only own the details or the metadata, not the clips, or that's what we're purchasing. So how does that work then if we take them off site? So we're taking the whole clip and everything, and then we can sell it off market anywhere else. So, no. How do they, no. how do they change it after the fact? Then, no, you're not. You're not taking. You know, you're not any of that. You're you're taking the metadata, right? You're taking the NFT. Um, again, like they they define on their end what the NFT points to, and in this case, they say okay, it points to this video highlight, but that's something they control, and that's not specified. In the language from the terms of service and whatever so again like it's a sep it's a clear separation of like the media assets from the from the nft um and again a, lo a lot of this was done i think for like you know fraud compliance and whatever right because um it's very possible as time goes forward we haven't seen it yet but once these off-market transactions or like these third-party marketplace transactions occur, occur there's going to be a lot more fraud there's going to be a, a lot of crazy things happening and they basically this I think that language is there and this this design is there to kind of protect them from 
uh, you know, selling stolen property or whatever, or facilitating, um, you know, the transfer of stolen property, because if it's actually stolen, I think it can be revoked. Or if it was obtained, um, there's language in the terms of service too, if it was obtained, um, you know, uh, what's a good way of putting it? Like, you know, with, with bots or like, um, if it was obtained, like, without following the rules, they can revoke that stuff as well, right? So, again, a lot of interesting uh, language. It's worth a read. Again, we, we own lots, we own thousands of dollars of, of moments. It's worth, it's worth the, the 10 minute read, believe me. Um, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, that's crazy. Obviously everything that, you know, I think it's eye opening to a lot of people, you know, and you're right. We really should read it. Um, not to backtrack, but just on the topic of changing moments, it's been mentioned that, you know, there is the game footage audio you know, in the background available of these moments, but it's not being, you know, displayed for all of us to hear. And it's been kind of teased that it could eventually come in the future. Like, what do we think about that? Because I know some moments would 100%, if not all um, moments would be better with the, you know, original audio in the background, especially the commentators and the crowd noise and stuff like that. Um, you know, what are our thoughts on that? Yeah, so Clee Gaines, I love the question. We had... Um... We had Austin on Spaces, and we had Alan on Spaces, and uh, I think it was Austin that was talking about it. But, like, give me all the Mike Breen, right? Like, there are yeah. certain – yeah, there are certain commentators that you just sort of – you you gravitate to. It's what you grew up with, right? Joe Buck, when I was, when I was young, watching baseball. I think that um, – I think it's coming. And, again, I think it, it, it's part of this, this – MBA, MBA, PA, Dapper Labs sort of agreement, and I think the challenge is ironing those those things out. Uh, but but it it's not only been hinted at like from some vague place, but they talked about it. Austin talked about it on Spaces that those the moments that we have, the the audio is is there. It's just a matter of like flipping a switch to allow that audio to play. I just oh. posted a Roham tweet about it right above us there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he mentioned it in the in the office hours he did, you know, last week on Saturday. And, you know, I obviously I don't think there's gonna be many people that would be upset. And if you were upset, I would, you know, probably consider you crazy for them to add audio. But it kind of just leads back to my original, like, you know, I owned this moment in the past, like I paid money for it. You know, I didn't like it as it was at that time. And now post audio, you know, being added, maybe it just makes the moments so much better. Yeah, I it's think your own fault. Uh, you chose to sell it, you know, but it's like it's it's going to leave some people with a, a bad taste in the mouth when they owned a moment that you know is now so much nicer with the, with the audio. You know, that's just you know something I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think there's going to be there's going to be moments where the audio carries the, the moment, right? Like there are there are calls in sporting events that become iconic, just like plays become iconic, and I think we're going to eventually see some of these moments become iconic, not necessarily for the video highlight or the, the metadata that we own, right? The box score, but it's going to become iconic because it is a call that is iconic and uh, something that you remember. And um, I, I, I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm all, I am all about it. I love it. I, you know, growing up as a sports fan and listening to, you know, whether it's, you know, um, Yankees calls, I'm a Mets fan, you know, 
but like there's there's all these different things throughout sports history that are centered around the call of a of a specific time and place and uh i'm here for it i love it i've felt that's what i've i've wondered to myself if that hasn't been the hiccup in why ufc hasn't come out as well because for me i'm a big fan those moments can't happen without the announcers that is you know such a big part of the experience of a big knockout itself so yeah i, I totally with you if they can get the announcer on there i think that'll really take it next level yeah, I think yeah. also just, like, game-winning moments, right? Like, they're cool, obviously, right? Like, in the description, it talks about how it was a game-winner or whatever, but the crowd reacting, especially if it's a home game, that's, that is the the epitome of a game-winning shot, right? That's everything. Like, so, even forget the announcers. Like, that's just – that's what I want to hear when I'm watching a game-winning moment, right? So so, so let, me, let me ask you this, right? And stay – or stacked, we'll get you right in. But, like, think about this, right? Because we had a whole season where there was no crowd. Yeah. And the call was was it? How do you think that's going to stand out versus all of the other moments on the platform? And how much more important will the moments be from the bubble? Uh, you know, as we move forward in time, you know, think of literally like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years out. Um, and and once some of those calls can be put into place, how much more awesome are the moments from the bubble going to be? Stacked. What do you think? Uh, I, I do think that um, moments from the bubble uh, eventually will become, you know, historic. Uh, it's kind of like a historic time, right, for both our country and our world. So I, I think eventually those will have its place um, in collectors' eyes. I was just wanted to say, like, I just want to hear Mike Breen and some of his, you know, calls that he's made throughout NBA games. I think um, announcers make the plays so many of so much of the time, like they, they add so much to it. That as a fan of the game, you can't help but just appreciate um, those moments that much more. Um, that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to it, say. I fucking love Mike. It Green. really is true. I mean, all Raptor fans in the chat can agree. If we had a block and he says, "Get that garbage out of here," we that would be the most popular moment <laughs> in Raptor history. That's our favorite thing as Raptors fans. Yeah, put that on the Pascal uh, Top Shot debut. That'd be amazing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. I think it also would just has for the platform just catered to more people, right? Like I was over uh, my parents' house in Florida you know, visiting. I had some family over, my my cousins and uncles, and you know my parents were like, "Oh, Greg's you know, into this, you know, Top Shot thing." And of course, they had me whip out the laptop and show them. And it's cool, right? As you know, showing the video and the moments I own and what's on the marketplace. But I think just that added layer of the audio in addition to the video would just really connect with so many more people out there that aren't already in the space. So, so let me ask you, because I find it interesting too, like I a hundred percent agree. Like I grew up with, as I said already, right. I grew up with announcers and, and people calling these really special times in these games, but like, what about music, right? Like we see video games and we see video games have a really, really important um, component of video games be music. And what if Top Shot went a different direction and instead of having generic music had really like, you know, maybe for Raptors moments, there was some Drake stuff that was only available or only, you know, unique to these Raptor moments or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it could go, but I'm just wondering, instead of going the direction of the iconic call, 
what if it went in a direction of like music that was specific to the the nft to that moment any thoughts on that i i have a thought on that i mean um steve mentioned earlier like if they were to change the videos um that the moments had um being able to you know cycle through the different videos and select whichever one the user wanted to display or you know i guess show off um i think with a music um, option that'd be kind of cool too like you know maybe some people might want to have um the announcers in the background or the crowd in the background some people might want to have the generic music or some people might want to have just different music um i think top shot if, if we move the direction that we believe we're going to move with um, being able to display them around your home around the metaverse um being able to display them on little displays uh, it makes sense to allow the user that much more customization um with your moments so so i think if they were to go that route if they allowed you know, people to do what they wanted to do from a set of options i think that would be pretty cool that's a great idea having the option i think whether it's the music whether it's the original sound or the commentators whatever like that's i think that would really kind of solve everyone's issues and you know let you decide what you want to display at any given point in time is it is it possible to be able to upload the like your own music like where are we where the where the possibilities could be eventually you know like i don't know being able to upload stuff that you wanted that you thought would fit that moment better than anything else any like any thoughts on that copy maybe right? like a showcase or something yeah maybe not the moment but maybe if you created your own showcase maybe you could like upload yeah it would have to be something like it's here spotify or something yeah yeah or like you know like if you stream on twitch there's you know certain audios and, and songs that you're not allowed to use for copyright reasons so it would have to be something that falls under that list of, of safe audio that you're able to use but it's, a, it's not yeah. a horrible idea yeah i think i think you know the direction that the space is going it's it's, it's inevitable that if there is a demand there if people want to include custom music and because everything is really comes down to code, right? You know, somebody could come along and just develop something that says when this moment is displayed, this snippet plays, and then when it goes to the next moment, this snippet is played, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it might not be from Dapper themselves, but uh, I would not be surprised if something like that came out that was maybe community created or third party created. Um, you know, I, with with the space, the, the the possibilities, in my opinion, are really endless. Absolutely, I mean, Record Shop but... exists, and and Record Shop's on Flow, and you know they have music associated to you know some of the moments you can get from their packs. So it's possible, right? It's just, I guess, a, a licensing and a copyright thing, and you know what deals they're willing to make, and how much they're willing to pay to get access to certain songs and, and things of that nature. Sure, sure. Let me give a quick update because we've had some changes in the rebounding leaderboard. We now have uh, Clint Capella in first place with 17 rebounds, and then DeAndre Ayton, Zubak, Beef Stew, and uh, Sabonis. So um, collect accordingly, I guess, is what I would say. <laughs> I've noticed the Wendell Carter moment is back down to $3. So <laughs> pour one out for all those people who were buying it at $8 earlier today. Oh, my God. Boo! <laughs> oh, man. People that lie are awesome on this platform. I love them. They go nuts, right? Like, the speculation drives yeah. them crazy. And I guess that's the fun part. Hey, whatever's fun for you. you know. I will say that the uh, 
Podal and Keldon Johnson. Uh, let me check the game, the Spurs game. It's only at halftime, so they're not in the top five. But you know, collect your Spurs accordingly because they there's still a half a game left. So I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. So um, interesting, interesting conversation on some of the stuff that's happened. How about like what's coming? What do we think about the uh, fresh threads? Um, you know, pack and, and the moments that will come from guys changing teams. Um, any thoughts on that, uh, Wolf or Stacked, Steve, Clay Gaines, anybody? What do you think? Steve, how many packs do you come? Stacked said he actually didn't have too many sets, but you might have a few. Yeah, my, by my count, uh, 51. Holy smoly. And is that more than your archive? Or is that, that sounds pretty similar if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, those are very similar. I think Archive was like 53. Um, so something it's similar. And do you feel but, uh, like vindicated as a collector in these instances? Well, yeah, I feel like this one feels better to me than the Archive set because the Archive set, I, I was under the assumption, impression that they were going to be um, printing more more of the, of the bottleneck moments, right? Like Kevin Durant and OKC and whatever. So I thought that was kind of like a you know, like, hey, sorry, here's some free packs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but this one feels like more like, uh, it feels better to me because basically rewarding anyone who completes sets and like, I'm a huge set uh, completionist. Um, so this one feels pretty awesome. And I think it's a really, like in general, it's a really good idea because if you've completed a set before, I think the best way to get people to complete a set is to like, give them, a, just give them a, a couple packs here because then it, even if I got a, a, a handful of packs, I would be much more motivated to want to complete the whole thing. And um, I think that's what they're thinking because ultimately I think if you put packs and everything on the hands of people who want to collect and own and hold moments, then I think it, it really props up the, um, the, like the, the, you know, the underlying values and whatever in the marketplace, because not, there aren't going to be that many for sale. So, you know, things will be more sought after and whatever. And I think that's what they're kind of going for is to, you know, maybe get put them in the hands of people who aren't going to immediately, yes. you know, dump them. Yes, I totally agree. This set's interesting too. How many moments is it? 15 and then three rewards, Mark? Do you know? It, uh, it's kind of like a hustle and show size set, although I think yeah. it's open. So there's potential for people that it's, get traded throughout the season to maybe end up on it it's really interesting i was just looking at it earlier today and i i don't recall exactly but not only it looks like they're minting um a, a particular number of all of the moments that may even become rewards right so that's an interesting concept if if what we're seeing is accurate and maybe steve has better insight but like if they're minting pre-minting moments that will become rewards what happens if they don't get rid of them all will they burn them will they become something later on like uh it seems a little different than what they've what their typical process is yeah, I think my, my instinct tells me they're just trying to figure out different ways to distribute moments as quickly as possible, and uh, they'll probably end up burning the extras. I don't see them keeping them around. Like That just seems a bit weird if they did. Um, so I'll just chalk this up to them just kind of experimenting. 
So they burned some moments this week, right? They Just a couple of days ago, they burned the Western and Eastern Conference Finals moments from Series 1. Um, what are the thoughts on that? I mean, it's been it's been known for a while it was going to happen. I don't think until Roham's, um, you know, uh, interview or, or whatever with Jacob, we didn't know when it was going to happen. Uh, but then he said it's going to happen this week or this upcoming week, and it did. I haven't seen anything change in terms of the actual serial, you know, numbers, the the nine hundred and ninety nine or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that ever will. I I think it was intended to, but um, it it's only been a few days. So, what are our thoughts? Like in terms of the marketplace, do we believe that those moments were priced already? where the expectation was they were going to burn? Do we believe that maybe those moments may see a, a slight bump now that there are fewer of them in the ecosystem? Any thoughts on, on the Western or Eastern Conference final moments? Well, I guess I'll chime in. <laughs> yeah, I think it was already priced in, and uh, I, I haven't seen too much of a bump. Um, I think it's basically because of the platform just across the board, liquidity seems low. Um, but I, I I do like looking at the moments and just seeing like number of moments burned. And I, that's super cool to me, uh, especially like the Eastern Conference stuff, because those ones, uh, they, they burned a lot of those, right? They only sold right. like a quarter of the packs. Uh, and then Western Conference, they sold basically half the packs um, because, you know, it had LeBron in it. So everyone wanted LeBron. Uh, that's why they, that's why so many more of those were sold. Um, but yeah, I just think it's super cool. And hopefully one day from like a, like a historic purpose or point of view, um, other people will appreciate that as well. Will they, will they change? Like I, I, it was 999, right? Was the number of moment, the, the total number of yeah, moments. I, I, will I, that ever I, change? Do you think, or? Like, I, no, I've, I've asked about this actually. I was looking through old Discord messages. I was trying to find the first um, references to where I was talking about burning. I actually asked this, that exact question in October of last year. I said, okay, so when these moments are burned, are you going to change the, 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 the mint number? On, you know, when you're, when you're when you look at the marketplace, for instance, right? It'll say like out of 999. It's like, well, should that be changed? And the answer was, was no. Um, they're going to keep that as is. My response at the time was, I think they should kind of show both. I think they should um, show like, yeah, basically, like you should be able to hover over top of it or something and it show like uh, the, the actual um, the actual number because yeah. 999 is just misleading if you think that that's how many are in circulation. And that's the first number you see, I think. Well, and I think for, for most of the people in the flat platform today, like it we're aware of what's happening and what's happened, right? But in like, let's say five years from now, I sign up for the first time. I'm not gonna know that it was burned. And unless I click on a particular moment, you know, if I'm searching the marketplace for, I don't know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. And I see his Western Conference Finals, unless I click on that and go to the moment and look and see and where it says that it was burned, I'm not going to know that, right? So, like, in terms of again zooming out and looking big picture, it seems kind of silly to think that somebody three, four, five years from now is going to have any inclination that these moments were burned if the mint count that shows on the moment doesn't change. 
I think they're going to have to tweak this. I I, I think they're going to have to eventually. Um, so let's let's hope they do. Yeah, I think too. It's it's definitely a hard problem to solve, right? Because if you do change it, like let's say you're just browsing the marketplace, um, if you change that number and then you know click on one to go buy one, you're going to see serial numbers that don't make sense. Um, I think the easiest way is you know for now at least is just going to be looking at the statistics underneath the moment where it shows like how many are owned by collectors. Um, you know, how many, you know, were hidden packs, obviously that's not going to, you know, be a thing here, but then also like they'll, they'll have the number that were burned, right? That's an option right now. Every single one's a zero, but once those are burned, that'll, you know, that'll be updated. So I know it's not like perfect, but at least there's a way that you could, you know, I guess, help explain it to other people where it's like, all right, yes, this technically was originally meant to, you know, this amount, this many were burned, this is how many, you know, are held by collectors, this is how many for sale. So the math can, can add so 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 great point uh and and two two thoughts that come initially to mind one is um you're right i mean it's there but you have to like click on the moment and go you have to dive a little deeper to see it and again you know in three or four years if i'm just scrolling through the marketplace am i going to know that how and you mentioned like this sort of weird numbers these serial numbers that could be like you know i don't know 900 of 560 um i think that's cool i think that creates like a i mean if you saw a moment and you were like what the fuck this is this is 900 but there's only 500 of them well what is going on it would it would sort of draw attention and make it different and interesting and draw you in but also um you know greg you were talking about record shop you had mentioned record shop and record shop has instituted this new feature where you can burn moments you can well they're not moments they're cards but you can burn these cards and you and anybody could do it like do we think that maybe top shot evolves to a point where i as a collector can stack a moment and then burn the shit out of them and deplete the supply and create a moment that is more rare than it was initially uh is that something that we think may happen at some point yeah, so I've talked about this before in a couple of streams. Um, I this is why I don't like burning necessarily, right? And maybe this is a hot take. Um, the idea of burning to me has always been we, weird. We we love hot takes. Keep it going. <laughs> All right. Um, for this exact reason that you brought up, right? If I were someone that wanted to corner a moment, and burning was allowed, I am really ch I'm affecting the supply. You know, depending on how big i want to get into this right it would cost me some money right it'll, it'll be a, a good investment uh up front but then by making the supply significantly lower and now that moment is more scarce that boosts up it, its rarity and its floor price do we want that in this space right i personally have my fears you know uh around it but other people yeah. like it so i don't know no, so, i i don't think you're wrong at all i think what's interesting is like so so here's where I think it changes the dynamic changes, right? Like if you if you're talking about team sets or you're talking about, you know, um collector score or there's all the, the thing about top shot that's different than most NFTs is there's so many ways to collect, right? Like if I'm on record shop and I want to do a challenge or do something like I have to collect a specific moment. That's it. That's all I got. And 
if I burn that moment, yes, I'm reducing the supply of that moment, but in top shot. So let's say I burn, you know, I don't know, let's say I go nuts and spend a thousand dollars buying uh season three, 60 K Jason Tatum's and I burn them all. Um, he's got other moments. So like from a team set, from a collector score, from all these different aspects, it's sort of irrelevant, right? Like there are other ways to collect Jason Tatum moments. And so I wonder how much that may play into the, 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 the overall paradigm of um, burning because yes, you're burning a, a moment and you're reducing the supply of that moment. But I mean, who, who really is interested in, in a sick, I mean, how much money would you have to spend to buy all 60,000 Jason Tatum moments so that if you burned them all, you'd like kill the supply? Like, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting aspect that could be different than other NFTs. And, and you know, I think of Record Shop specifically because it, it has that aspect already built in. But the NBA is, is, is different. There are more players, there are more teams, there are more moments of each player. There are legendary rare, um, you know, some of the, some of the OGs like Steve and uh, Alexo and some of the people that were in, in, in early and have like just a bunch of moments from season one that maybe you're right. Maybe that's where that becomes a really difficult thing to navigate but as time moves on and we get into season four, five, six, seven, eight, and the yeah. mint counts, the mint counts fly. I'm not sure that it's as big of a deal, and uh, and and maybe it becomes some way to make things more fun and more interesting. As a user, it's something I've always wanted and thought right from the instant. I think we've talked about it here before. But if we're at a game and they have a Top Shot kiosk and we can burn. 20 specific moments to get some gear or an autograph that's that's kind of what i want because it's not only getting fans more fandom as they want it's also getting other people scarcity which is a benefit to them uh, well, that, I just, well that's like the trade ticket so I, i've mentioned this and i think uh you know it's been mentioned in a couple other places as well but trade you know the trade tickets can be used for stuff like that right so not necessarily removing it from the supply completely. yeah but trading it in for, you know, maybe I, within Top Shot's website, they'll have a merch area or discounted tickets, whatever. But. Yeah, I, I was disappointed when they first announced the trade tickets as a recycle program, I suppose, mm -hmm. instead of a burning program. Because I, I was, when I initially, they mentioned it six months ago, I did think it would be a straight burn. And then I, I felt, pun intended, burned as a consumer that it was this recycling program. And especially, it, it doesn't take you very many times to do four season three trade tickets for three season three moments to realize you never want to do that again. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily see the long-term <laughs> plan. And, 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 you know, to his credit, Alan was on Spaces. We love to pump our Spaces bags here. Mark does. Uh, Alan was on Spaces a few weeks ago, and he, he asked us what the experience was, and I felt like his tone was sort of in agreement when I said it, it wasn't great, you know? And yeah, it was, it was cool in the beginning when you were trading in, you know, either an equal amount or getting something potentially better. Like if you're getting base yeah. at two moments, right? Like if you could trade in your four series three for three base at two, cause then you have the collector score boost on top yes. of that. Right. That's yeah. when it makes sense. But right now as it is, it doesn't. And I think that they need to add, like, you know, we said, you know, whether it's merchandise, whether maybe you trade an X amount to get an NBA league pass yeah. um, subscription or, you know, whatever. 
or maybe you can then yeah you're right you can get your league pass for 100 season three tickets and maybe then you can buy a recycled pack for half price maybe something like that yeah you know so because i don't i don't hate recycle packs for the reason that top shot continue can continue to you know use them for future things like maybe they'll use locker room packs for you know other promotional giveaways and stuff like that um and i but i just don't see where it is right now i don't see it being very successful they have to add some kind of other utility besides just trade in three four moments get three other ones that people decided to throw away yeah no i don't disagree with you at all how interesting would it be and how much more interested would you be in those locker room packs if they mixed in the other moments that people have traded in that don't fall into the S2 or S3 category. Well, far more interested. Yeah, If I right? could get that, you know, the, the all these nice tasty moments that have been traded in, make it more like a scratch and win, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like, like a scratch and lose right now. You yeah, know? right. Which is interesting because they've mentioned because of, you know, loot box laws and, and stuff like that, that's why they don't do that. Um, but also at the same time, you know, I just signed up for the MLB NFTs, which is run by Candy Digital. Um, and you buy a pack and it has different tiers in there, right? There are commons, there's rares, legendary, or epic, however they word it. I forget exactly. But, you know, but, I got but, rare moments in my... But Top Shot does that now, right? Like if you buy a, if you buy a legendary pack, it's not all legendary moments. Correct. But that's guaranteed. You're, get, you're guaranteed that you're getting... You know, if you buy a legendary, you're getting at least one, that one legendary and then, you know, rare moments and comments after the fact. The thing on, you know, in Candy, it was just, this is the pack. And in the pack, you could get potentially any of this these tiers, right? There, there, it's not like you're paying a premium to guarantee yourself getting a rare or legendary. It was just, the pack was 50 bucks. Here's the array of things you could possibly get. So it, it, it's weird to me that Top Shot can't do a similar thing. I know that there are laws in existence as to why, but why can Candy do it? And Dapper and be a top shot can't. You know, that's so, I, I thought that was weird. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's certainly an interesting question. But uh, aside from that, we all want to know, Clee Gaines, what'd you pull in your candy pack, bro? <laughs> um, I got a I got a few packs because I, oh. I got in I got in How many bags early. are you carrying of this candy stuff? No, no, no. It's not a lot. I think I got like <laughs> maybe five or six. Um I'd have to open up my uh, I, I got like some some ho- like Altuve's and, and a couple other ones, but there was a there was a glitch and I exploited it because everyone else was too. Um, if you when you checked out, there wasn't like a limit, but the traditional way is you know getting back in line basically like we do on Top Shot now. Um, sure. But if you hit the if you hit the back button, it just brought you right back to checkout and you could just check out right again. So I would just like uh... open multiple tabs. Or, or multiple tabs works as well. Like similar, like on record shop, right? People were doing that before they started putting some limits in place. Yeah, the um, big the big, the big, big thing with that was when uh, Tom Brady's NFT draft on DraftKings, right? Like mm-hmm. there was there was some glitch or something where people opened a, a bunch of tabs and just bought a bunch of these Tom Brady NFTs and shut everybody else out, right? Is that... Yeah, yeah. So it was, I, I kind of did the same thing. I mean, I didn't go crazy. I think I bought five packs like yeah i own like 12 or 15 moments max so what'd you Uh, get what'd you get um i got uh an uncommon so there's uncommon common or core they call i guess is their common Uh, i got a rare nelson cruz um a rare shay langeliers i don't i don't really know he was on the braves though and they won he's he's a catcher he's he's good 
Uh, I got. Where's my Altuve? I know I have him somewhere. Oh yeah. Are these Altuve. videos as well on the candy? So depending on the tier, it like varies. So it's like it shows a physical card that kind of you know moves back and forth. But then there's like a bonus depend, and uh, in the bonus it does show a play, and there's sound um, attached to it as well. Um, but so like the common or the the core and the uncommon. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, but like yeah, when yeah. you say there's sound attached to it, is it like music sound stuff or is it like baseball game sound? Um, I have to look at them because it depends on the tier. And I, I tried to look at the breakdown before. I, I've been off it since the season's been over. But sure. um, the the higher tier you are, the more content you get associated to the moment. So okay. Okay. the core is just kind of, you know, it's a it's a moving image of the card. Like it kind of like turns slowly back and forth to like show like any holographic or, or whatever. Um, and then there's bonus stuff depending on the tier. And, you know, I have a, an uncommon... Uh, and it shows just like a it's a video but it's not a play it's just like kind of different graphics of the player like it's oh yeah he's you know he was an all-star in this year or whatever you know number 27 blah blah blah, whatever um and it's kind of just like a, a nice cute little video but then there's actual in the rare moments like let me pull one of these up i know you guys can't see it but just so i could better explain it um in this Braves moment like it shows an actual play um I'm wondering if it, yeah, it doesn't have a description of the play in the moment. I'm noticing it's just kind of like a random play, I guess. Um, I don't even know when it's from, which seems to be like a little bit of a flaw. But um, I, it's again, it's all, it's still brand new, right? It just came out towards the end of the season. It's, I'm sure a lot of these are all very low edition numbers. Like this is, I have number 10 out of 80, right? Like 25 out of 100. Um, right. So they're all, they're all very new. I don't know if things will change going forward. Oh, I have a Mookie Betts as well. I have 25 out of 400, this common one. Did you get any Mets? Did you get any Mets clean games? That's what we want to know. No, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a Spurs. I'm a Spurs stan. I'm a Mets stan. And That's an Spurs, interesting combo. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and, and I'm a fool. But the Spurs are pumping. We got uh, Jake Podal and Keldon Johnson are vying for that, that top shot flash challenge with the rebounds we get any mets today come on no no mets i do have a couple oh, of Braves guys boo. they did they did a thing where you get you could buy like they did a play of the day um so basically the day before you know or the night before you're watching the game the next morning they would pick the play of the day from that game the, the game the night before okay um, all right. and it was but it was minted based on you know it wasn't limited it was just however many people wanted to purchase it um so it's kind of, it's more like a fandom moment if i'm going to try to compare the two right sure sure um, but then they had packs they did uh what was the pack name uncut diamonds it was called and that was all like you know young prospects um basically like a, a rookie card pack i guess if you want to call it that yep. got it um it's interesting so, I, I got it because you know i'm not super into baseball like i am for uh basketball and nfl but i mean to get into something at the ground floor i, I feel like can't hurt especially in so um is is candy i believe and somebody correct me please if i'm wrong but isn't candy the company that gary v and others are sort of behind mm -hmm. is that yeah okay yeah right. i'm pretty sure gary v was was heavily involved in someone else i feel i feel like he's an owner of a team but i don't remember what team um i see I, v I was first looking into it but yeah, I see Vito is is a listener. I don't know if Vito, if you're if you can hear right this second, but if you can get to speak, I, I think 
I think it was it you that had mentioned something about the people who were involved with candy. Somebody had, I, I can't remember, but um, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's always yeah. fun to get involved in something at the ground floor, right? Like, I think that Gary V did get the license for baseball after the wax one failed so badly. That was miserable. I had heard that. Yeah. Didn't it have massive overprinting problems as well and just seemed like it was worthless? Is that the one on OpenSea? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, there was like an on wax. Uh, It might not have even been OpenSea, but the previous baseball one was on wax. I think you're right, though. I think baseball has had three different licenses already. Yeah. So it's been a bit of a disaster. Oh, the MLB Champions was the other one where it was like 3D looking characters and stuff. Um, but they apparently lost the license. Yeah, it's, I mean, anything sports related, I'm personally drawn to, um, you know, some of the art stuff out there. Um, I'm not really big into profile picture projects, as you can see by my profile picture being a picture of myself. Um, not to say that they're they're bad and I don't like them. It's just not my personal preference. I'm, I'm more into sports collecting and, you know, watching. So I'll always kind of gravitate towards that stuff. It was that the tops on wax was the previous one. Tops did the MLB on wax. It was terrible, whatever it was. I don't yeah. know. A tops, upper deck, Bowman, Opeachy. You remember all the cards when you were kids? You remember yeah, Opeachy? I've got, I've got binders, in my, uh, <laughs> binders in my closet full of baseball cards and, and other cards. And that's something that I think about Top Shot. It's like you don't have to pull out a binder of these physical, you know, this static image of a player and be like oh yeah like this guy was really good back in 19 whatever right now we have a whole video play associated to it and i think it's like a cooler way to to look at your collection versus you know in a binder necessarily but maybe that's because i'm so into digital stuff but whatever no i hear you i hear you i think i think we've talked about that before too like it's so much aside like I, I the the possibilities are endless right wolf was talking about like having these giant f- picture frames and tvs that have your moments on them and having them on your phone and being able to pull them up and saying hey did you see this thing and look what i got and um it's it's such a departure from the cardboard world and uh i am a hundred percent here for it i am uh, I'm an old man, and I am beyond carrying around portfolios of cardboard. Yeah, so. and my wife's here for it too. I'll just point that out. <laughs> That's it's fair. not cluttering up the house, so she's <laughs> very right. happy that this collecting thing happens without needing to be stored in the closet afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, there's, there's, I want to go say ahead. Really go quick. ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. There's a there's obviously the nostalgia behind the physical cards, right? Like I've dug up my Pokemon cards during quarantine because, you know, there was a whole run up on those. Um, Really quickly, I had an idea uh, a while back. What would you think if Top Shot did something kind of to honor physical cards? And maybe if you were a complete set holder, um, you know, they they sent you a physical pack, you know, because they have your information, right? They have your address and stuff like that. Maybe they'd verify it similar like they did with uh, the Nine Lives Lounge and the Infinite Objects, but maybe you get like a physical pack of like three or five cards, but they're cards of the moments on top shot. If that makes sense, you know, just yeah. like a cool guys, for example, like what would people be like, I think I'd be interested just cause I think it'd be something cool and tangible for me to hold. But like, is that something they shouldn't do because they're so focused on digital ownership? You know, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. 
No, I think it would be really interesting. So, like, one of the things that I think is really cool about Top Shot and, uh, you know, it, I'm going to preface this not because I guess it's related, but because I think it's I think it's interesting. Clee Gaines and I spoke, like, I don't know what, like eight, ten months ago, um, maybe more. We were, I was collecting the Cool Cat set. And he was oh, like, yeah. on, mm-hmm. he was on the fence about whether or not he wanted to collect the set. So we were conversing through Twitter because we had connected, and I was trying to see if he wanted to trade moments and whatnot. Uh, but how cool is it that like we've created this relationship that has now evolved to where it is today? Like that's just awesome. And I think, I think that it would be really interesting for uh, Top Shot to see you know, set holders, people that have, whether it's teams or, or certain, you know, um, you know, throwdowns, cool cats, whatever, certain sets. And maybe there is a physical card. Maybe there is a, a, you know, there are, you know, I don't know what, I don't know how many LaMelo ball cool cat moments there are, but 2000 some on number. And maybe everybody who has the complete set today gets a card and it's a one of that number. Um, and how cool would that be, right? You don't have to carry yeah. it around. You don't have to show it to everybody. But, like, it would be a really interesting way to reward people who have collected sets. And, again, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for most things, I'll be honest. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty positive guy. But I think that would be really cool. And I think it would be awesome if they would – reward people in the physical world so instead of just pack drops and stuff yeah maybe it's sweatshirts maybe it's cards maybe it's hats i don't know what it is uh there are people much smarter than me like clee gains who could probably come up with stuff but give me stuff give me stuff that i could wear to the grocery store or bring with me or have uh, I'm I'm all about it. I love it. I like the card idea. It's kind of like a club card. You know, you could have it in your wallet. Although, imagine Steve's wallet if they sent him a card for every set he had completed. Yeah, well, there are the some people. Couldn't get his, yeah, couldn't get his wallet. Right. <laughs> they they got to be like, hey, listen, you'll get you'll get twenty like in that. Steve cut you off. Steve's got to yeah. wear a Steve's got to wear a Merce or something. It's <laughs> like the uh, Amex when you get the Amex. That's like the really thick black one. They got to give him that like really fancy one. It's ways like a pound yeah i think all I that stuff's it. coming though i mean whether it's merchandise whether it's more in-game experiences or just any type of you know physical utility or reward you can get i i think that's all coming i mentioned this on briefly on the top shot nba top shot stream during this last pack drop bit of a uh, flex yeah, yeah. No big give problem. it to us give it to us we like <laughs> i heard twenty thousand people watch too what yeah. get out of here yeah, yeah. I mean, we hosted top, NBA Top Shots, you know, Twitch account, so it's that that helped. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at one point I mentioned, um, you know, they only mentioned it during the office hours, you know, for legendary pack holders. They were going to talk. They were talking about merch and courtside seats and, uh, you know, hoodies specifically. I know that's been a running joke for a lot of people, um, but. I think that's just the beginning, right? Obviously, the legendary, the rare set holders, they're going to be the ones that are going to get catered to first. It only makes sense, right? They're the, you know, the heavy hitter collectors. Um, but I think it will eventually trickle down. And I, I think that one big component of why it hasn't happened yet is just because, yes, I know we are still in beta, but 
I was very much expecting, I think other people were too, to be out of beta by the time this season started. Right. We saw what happened in Vegas uh, for Summer League. We saw the Top Shot booth. You were able to mint moments from the games that were happening the day before. We were like, wow, this is what's going to happen when the season starts. Obviously, that didn't happen. Right. We were, you know, we had to run it back towards the end and there was, you know, issues with the pack drops. They were trying to keep the marketplace open at the same time. It looks like they've now corrected that. Um, You know, but we had a bunch of bugs leading up to the beginning of the season. I think that they had to push those plans back. Right. We were expecting a full full-blown marketing push, you know, commercials during games, you know, the guys on the TNT set talking about Top Shot. I think all of those things are going to come. They're just been a little bit delayed because they need to perfect the platform, which is what Rome said, like during the office hours, like they want to make sure that the platform is where it should be, where it needs to be to, in order to be able to onboard all these potential users. Because once they start marketing for real, I think it's going to be, hard to not get so many new users in right if you're if you're throwing up top shot on commercials during games more at the stadium um it's just, it's just inevitable there's so many nba fan, fans out there and even if they don't know what it is they're gonna they're gonna come and find out so yeah when we when we talked to austin in, uh, in our spaces it was um again i hadn't thought about it in this capacity but like he was talking about how challenging that was because again, the NBA, the NBA Players Association, and Dapper Labs all have to agree on a moment to be released. So in Summer League, when moments are being sort of cut and released as they happen or shortly thereafter, it was it was seriously challenging. And if you were to try and do that across the board in every NBA stadium, you know, it would be nearly impossible. Uh, to do real time. I think, and and we've talked about it amongst ourselves, and I think probably on, on some of our spaces as well, but I think there's the capacity to do it like for moments that have previously happened and make sure those get cleared and then do those at, you know, kiosks throughout all the stadiums in the league. But um, to do it real time is a super huge challenge, mostly because you're you're having to select a, a video clip and then get that cleared by the NBA, get it cleared by the NBA PA, and then allow that to get minted in 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 the fashion that it gets minted. And so, um, I I think there are some really interesting ways they can do that in the future, where they can include moments that may have previously happened in these kiosks to drive uh, user base and to get more people interested in Top Shot. But what they did in the Summer League, I think, is is probably pretty unique to the Summer League, um, just, well, my, just based on that, that conversation. Yeah, my understanding was that it would be, you know, all right, this week they're going to be at Brooklyn Stadium. You know, they're going to be at the Barclays. And you don't know what the moment's going to be, but it's like, hey, pay $5 or whatever the price is, and you could own a moment from this game, which will be put into your account, you know, the following day, right? So you don't know necessarily what you're paying for, but it's only $5. It's more of a, for a casual fan, someone that's not into Top Shot, right? To them, it would be explained as, yeah, this is a memento from the game, right? It'll be, you know, a play that you could look at and see, like, you know, as you were here physically at the game, it's something you could remember, um, and then obviously for us who are, you know, into Top Shot, right, we'd mint as many as possible, of course, in the hopes that we could resell them. Um, but also, you know, you could be lucky and get, you know, a crazy game winner. Not that I 
think that they would use that for for the fandom moment. But you can get a really nice play, a really nice dunk or something. Um, and it would be extremely limited because it's only from the people that were physically there. Um, and I know that they had mentioned it was due to like logistics issues and staffing and stuff like that. But I, I do see it being something they could potentially do in the future. And I know it's something that myself and a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah, I think I think I, I think as they move Squid, forward, Squiddy's going to speak on it here too. I think that as they move forward and they refine the process, it could certainly happen. Squiddy, go ahead. What's up? What's popping, everyone? How are you, How you doing, bro? What Good up, time. Squiddy? It's Friday night, and I feel all right. <laughs> we are big chilling, man. Just hanging out with the wolf pack. Hanging out with the wolf pack. I just think you know, like again, I. I get that vision, right? Because people like to save tickets, right? So you save, all right, you were at the Kawhi, you were at the Raptors-Sixers game, and you had Kawhi hit that shot. You know, I'm man enough to talk about it. You know, we get over things as Sixers fans. Best moment of my life. Best moment of my life. As it should be for Raptors fans. It was fucking incredible, you know, and I love Kawhi. I'm a big Kawhi fan. Um, He just kind of runs in the blood. He's just like my type of basketball player. But having having that moment, like, that's one that's legendary, but it's, like, fun le- regular season ones where uh, you go, again, I'm just, like, blue skies in here, just kind of talking as a fan. Continued, but I see where the head's at, you know? Like, being able to, oh, there was a clutch three that happened, and you can only get that moment from being at the game. It's just, it's, it's always fun to think about. Like, those are the thoughts that kind of got me into, you know, top shot initially. It would be so, much harder to sell that moment too if you pay for it. You saw this moment, you're like, "Oh, I can't sell that when I was right, at that game," you know? Right, but it's for the collector, you know? Because I'm yeah. always gonna think in terms of just like I'm a basketball junkie, man. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always gonna think like, "Yo, it's just fucking cool." Oh shit, part of my la- part of my language. I guess I'm swear as much as you want, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm not on good, the dude. I'm not on the Discord, so I can say, uh, <laughs> I, can say uh, I can say frick. Yeah, I'll get naughty. You know? <laughs> But just like just in terms of collecting too, you know, I've got so many tickets from so much stuff. So even just like, oh, I remember that one jumper because it was just like the turning point in the game. So so that's like that regular season moment. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe that's the way maybe that's the way it goes, right? Like maybe you don't necessarily get the moment while you're at the game, but you scan your ticket and you you know register your email or your Top Shot account or whatever it is, and once they can get the moment and clear it and go through the process, maybe it gets airdropped to you, right? So I think maybe Clee Gaines was talking about, like, you're paying five bucks, so, like, who cares, all right? So you pay five bucks when you go in, and whatever the moment is that happens from that game, maybe that's what you get, and maybe that creates some sort of frenzy or excitement about what's it going to be? Is it this dunk or is it this assist or, you know, whatever, Um yeah, and also connect, it'll connect people because, like, you'll be able to see, all right, who has this moment, right? So, like, you could be, like, you're, like, the champion of that day, of that game, you know? Like, you kind of, like... Right, right. Your belief, your belief in, like, that game is part of, like, the, your team's regular season story. I don't know. Whoever, just, well, but whoever, whoever has that moment, initially, at least, right, before it starts on the market, whoever has that moment had to have been at that game. Right, right. So, like you create, you could create a community around that moment. That's a pretty cool idea. Clee Gaines, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, that's that's how it was in summer league. Like it was, you didn't know what the play was going to be. You just knew it was going to be from the game you were about to go watch. I I can't believe I bailed on summer league. I was ready to go. I was just feeling. I got the sniffles a little bit, you know, and I was just worked. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not, you know, 
a bail in Vegas. But that was the time for me to go too because I was on the top shot spot. I've been to like many a summer league. Probably been to about five summer leagues. It's just it's so much fun. Yeah, it's I was. So much a, fun. I was in it's just an absolute Nashville. It's just a could not go. activity. So I was I was very jealous of people that got there, and then I was like, all right, you know, it'd have been dope too. Like hit the booth, meet the collectors, but. Squiddy. In due time. Squiddy. In due time. What's up? Bro, you had the sniffles and you bailed on Summer to, League? Come on, man. What to, the hell? Yo, sometimes the sniffles, they are vicious. <laughs> sniffles, the sniffles can be murderous. And right. I, I wasn't taking any chances. No, I, got, I had a lot I had a lot going on. There was some other shit I was under the weather. No, nah, I'm know. I'm just busting your traps, uh, man. I'm just busting yeah. your traps. I gotta give a quick update though. Rebounding leaders for the night. Uh uh Sabonis, Capella, Aiton, one, two, three, Zubak and Siakam are four, five. They're they're tied right now. Uh, looks like Zubak maybe one rebound ahead. So how many more games do we have on the go right now? So you've you still you still have uh, Potal who is right there, and they're in the fourth quarter. And you've got Keldon Johnson, who's fairly close. He's got ten. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, anyone got a hot? Anyone got a hot Keldon Johnson take? Because last year he was like the superstar pickup. Like, oh, he's a stud. The Spurs got a steal. He hasn't been like terribly impressive. There are times he shows a ton of pop and a ton of flash, and just like he's clearly fundamentally sound. But Squiddy, Squiddy, I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but but I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Spurs fan. What's your yeah. take on Keldon? Like, yeah, what, so. Uh, Keldon Keldon Johnson is Keldon Johnson is uber athletic and needs to learn how to shoot. And if he can learn how to shoot, right? Like if he can hit a shot that with some level of consistency, which I think is a fair assessment of most young players in the NBA, but if he can learn to shoot consistently, the sky is the limit for this kid because he is just uber athletic and can get to the bucket whenever he wants to. Uh, but he he doesn't have a consistent shot. That's my take. Luckily, NBA players have proven that if you work on it, you can improve your jump shot. Well, yeah, but the Spurs the Spurs are the best case example, right? Because like Tony Parker couldn't shoot when he came to the NBA, uh-huh. and they've got uh, Chip. Um, uh, his last name just left. Uh, so Mark, Chip English. Mark, how yes, long, Chip how long English. Do you give, how long do you give a player like a leash to learn how to shoot? If he's got like all the other things until you're like, all right, maybe, maybe this guy just can't shoot. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a great question. So like I'm, I'm an idiot and I sit home in my couch and watch NBA games. So, you know, I, I don't play. That makes you an an expert. Yeah. Right. So, but I think, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily the amount of time in the NBA. I think it's an, I think it's more an age thing. And I think if you get to the age where you're, 24 25 and you haven't quite figured it out you're probably not gonna right like i think i think it's 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 like if you're you know you come into the nba you're 19 20 and you take a few years that's that's fairly regular that's pretty normal if you get to the point where you're in the nba and you're you know i don't know what 24 25 years old you've been there four or five years and you just haven't been able to figure it out you're probably you're you're probably Bonzi Wells, right? Like you're, you're just not gonna figure it out. Yeah, you right. Know, think about it, bro. I I I turned thirty a few weeks ago, right? 
So you're, like you're I, not you're I, not gonna, you're not figuring it out yet, Squiddy. No, no, no. <laughs> like I, I think like you know, in terms of people figuring out, right? Like you're twenty, you're twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. You're still young, you know. Like it's just uh, I don't know. I feel like. I, I, it's There's crazy. Time. As long as the world kind of going in the right spot. Yeah, hundred percent. Squiddy, hear me. Like the, the world, best, the, the best world. stories are like the Brad Wanamakers, you know, who kind of like go ahead and go overseas, and then they're, they're like thirty, and like, all right, let's go ahead and make an impact in the NBA. Yeah, but it's like the world of of athletics is, it's just different than everything else. And if oh, well, I was gonna go too. It's like the same mentality with NFTs, you know, like the the delayed gratification. Sure. Mike, 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 what were you going to say? Real quick. So here's what this comes down to. Most NBA players, all you're really trying to get to is your second contract, right? You have your rookie scale deal. Hopefully your fifth year option gets picked up to your first round pick. Right. When it comes from prof- from like professionally speaking, like what the goals are once you get into the NBA, yes. The goal the goal is to get to the second yes. contract. And, if, and for most NBA players who are getting drafted anywhere between 18 to 22 – that means from an NBA player perspective, hopefully you get an extension uh, before that fifth-year option gets picked up. You know, a good example of that would be someone, you know, on the Celtics fans, like Robert Williams, for example. Beast. Bum. He got bum. A... Beast. He's not a spur. He's a bum. He's not playing well right now. But Tyrone got a massive extension. Four years, $55 million. Now, comparatively speaking, there are other guys in the league who have gotten – Around the same time, take for example, on uh, on Memphis, JJJ, uh, he got a similar extension, except it was for 110 million. Now, would you rather have Robert Williams at half the money to give you similar production, except for the fact that Robert Williams can't shoot a three? And that's the difference between 55 million and 110 and 120 million. So, to your point, broadly speaking, on whether someone can shoot matters in the NBA. Of course it does. But the question is, you know, guys like Jason Kidd developed a, a jumper when they were like 31, 32, 33. So it could happen, but on a lower scale with someone like Keldon Johnson, who's like a mid-tier player in the league, yeah, you only have a certain amount of time. He's still a valuable player, but at a certain point, the economic resources make it really difficult to keep someone like that around it's- for – all right, so if Keldon, sure. if Keldon Johnson, if Keldon Johnson can't learn how to shoot by the time he's getting ready to sign a second contract, what's the second contract look like to you? You know your shit, by the way, dude. Like, great, great. Well, but Mike knows his shit. Mike knows his shit. Yeah, Mike. Mike is super sharp on this. But the thing is, it changes dramatically because of the money involved, right? Like, it it depends on the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, but it depends on the TV contracts and the league and like. The TV deal is the Yeah, like there's so the many. deal that's going to be locked in. There's so many things. And, and like. You, so the TV deal that's going to be locked in. No, no, no. Go go ahead. I was just going to say like there's so many variables because like right now the, the TV deal is like you look at LeBron and he signed multiple one-year deals because he knew there was going to be this giant TV deal coming. So, Mike, jump in. Go ahead. Yeah, this TV deal is going to be massive. Like. It's going to dwarf anything the NBA has ever done. And by the way, this affects Top Shot too, because if you think about it from a big picture perspective, uh, the NBA PA only gets allegedly two and a half percent. But like big picture, I could I don't know how structurally it may end up affecting Top Shot, but I could see somewhere on the back end it, it, there may be a thing there. Anyway, the important thing on this TV contract is it's going to be the biggest deal the NBA has ever signed. 
what that's going to mean is your high-end players are still going to make boatloads of money, way more than the $50 million that the top player in the NBA is getting, which I think is Russ this year. I think Russ is actually getting paid more than anyone else in the league. It's either Russ or Steph, one of the two. Either way. I'm going to check it out right now. You keep going, Mike. I'm going to check it you out. Can look it up, you can look it up on SpotTrack, uh, which, by the way, if you don't check that website, it's very, very good for team planning, salary cap purposes, all that. Facts. But the important thing, the important thing to note here is – you're going to see the high end get really high and the mid tier get way out of whack comparatively speaking to what people are used to. Like that, that Rob Williams deal I was talking about will be pennies on the dollar. Right. Versus what Didn't we already go through that? Didn't we go through that like pre lockdown or not lockdown? Uh, my mind is just, they got lockdowns all at the lockout. Yeah. But the thing is it changes, right? So yes, we went through it and it was like, this guy signed for this, this guy signed for that, and the next year some bum signed for twice as much. But it's going to happen again, but it's going to happen like threefold. To I Mike's... call that the Ryan Anderson. <laughs> I just remember him signing a fatty of a contract and then just deciding not to play anymore. <laughs> well, that, that was actually a salary cap feature. That wasn't actually a bump about the TV deal that was signed in 16. That was basically because the CBA was ending um, and they had just resigned a new CBA, there needed to be a smoothing out of the salary cap. And this gets really legally nerdy and I'm not going to dive into it too heavy. Please do. Basically, the, the, I'm not. Okay. It, it, basically, what it, what, what it really is, is like the players decided not to smooth out the collective bargaining agreement. Or sorry. They, they just, through the collective bargaining agreement, they decided not to smooth out the salary cap. When you decide not to smooth it out, what ends up happening is you got this of the overall number that people would get paid. So you did have those really crazy mid-tier deals, but what it also allowed is the Warriors to sign Kevin Durant because the luxury tax number went all the way up way too high, so the Warriors could get Durant under the cap, basically. It's a hard cap, anyway. So, yeah, it, it happens, but, like, it's going to be way different with this new deal because, they, A, the players learned from the cap smoothing because they got hurt on the backside of that, the following deal, 17, 18, 19, no one was signing a good mid-tier deal. So while those guys in 16 got paid, the guys in 17, 18, 19 didn't. The last CBA negotiation in 21, 22, they fixed that. They did cap smoothing, and everyone's gotten paid pretty well. So that's the big hey, hey, Good, Sorry good shit, brother. Appreciate it. No, that. Mike, so I just – I went to uh, spotrack.com, NBA contracts, and I'm looking at the annual – the uh, value of the contracts. It looks like Steph Curry is number one. Um, interestingly, though, number one, two, three, four, five, six, six is Paul George and seven is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played and he's getting paid $44 million. That's insane. I heard they pay Austin. Really? I heard, I heard Austin's on that same contract. You heard who? I heard Austin's on that same contract. <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak to that. I'm just looking at what I'm looking at, man, and I'm shocked. I mean, the, the crazy thing of that is Paul George's uh, extension. I'm sorry. So Paul George signed a new extension that takes him up and through 24-25. Correct. With a team option for 48. And then Kawhi signed a Kawhi's, extension as yeah, well. Yeah, Kawhi's through 25 as well. Same same deal and same numbers. Basically, it's a, 40 million escalating up to 40. Yeah, it's, a, it's literally about $300 less than Paul George. And that's 
probably the key here, by the way, just just as an FYI for, for, for those here in the chat, one of the things, things that's really important with NBA player salaries um, is there used to be what was called the over 32 rule, uh, which was the Chris Paul rule, which basically meant that you couldn't sign a max contract if you were like 32 or older. Chris Paul was the previous head of the CBA. What he allowed them to do in the last CBA negotiations is he basically made that number 35. So for, at the end of that deal, uh, it looks like Kawhi will be 34. So he'll be eligible to sign a max deal at the end of that deal. So it allows him to get one more bite of the apple at age 34. And by the way, coincidentally enough, Chris Paul, at the, at, when that rule went into place, was just turning 34. Interesting. So he signed a, max, a $100 million max extension. And Chris Paul's got, fi- Chris Paul's got five years left, doesn't he? Yeah, at like forty million or something, whatever it is. I don't think it's five. I think it's like three. But yeah, it's a lot. Good for him. Good for us too. We deserve it as basketball fans. We got Austin here with us too. Austin, you want to jump yeah. in on this combo? What's up, Austin? How's it going, guys? I love, I love. Hey, buddy. You love jumping into this NBA. Freaking chat. Yeah, this is back your hoop days. Alston hears contract talk and he gets this like his radar goes off. I actually have a little button that I installed. Uh, So we got a little, I pressed the button and it just like sends a little signal to Alston here. You know, he's talking contracts. Popped up in the chat. Yeah. It's the same one that. uh, It's an unbelievable, unbelievable sense that he has. Is that the same (laughs) button you pressed when uh, Alan was saying too much on Twitch and Dumbo had to jump in? Was that the same button? Gosh, this is this is reminding me like before, you know, pre Top Shot days for me, I I did a lot of contract news for Slam, and before Slam, I was at Hoops Rumors, so you're speaking my language with all the cap smoothing. I think was the first uh, phrase I heard. Um, that uh, that was the summer of Jan Mahimi. It was a pretty rough summer for a lot of GMs, but it's definitely a fascinating period of uh, NBA history. What was your uh, to to get back to the start of us? What's your hot take on Keldon Johnson? On Keldon Johnson, did I miss something today? Yeah, um, no, that was that. This whole basketball tangent got going on. Squiddy asking what uh, we thought about Keldon Johnson. You know, we're into Keldon Johnson talk right now, Austin. Sometimes it's just you know, sometimes it is it's what it is. Keldon talk, just for the sake of Keldon talk. Um, that's fine with me. No, I. He's I, on the lead. He's on the rebound board, I believe, for oh, the nice. last challenge. I, I love I really like Kelvin Johnson. At first, I wasn't sure about it because every Spurs prospect kind of fits into the same boat. Where you're like, is this guy awesome, or is it just the Spurs system? Um, but uh, I mean, I think the like the reps with the USA team helped like his confidence, and I think we're now sort of viewing him maybe with a higher ceiling. But I'm high on Kelvin Johnson, and and I think he could just be the latest in a long line of like slow burn, um, you know, prospects that really develop under, under that system. So uh, yeah, I'm high on them. Long story short. Then the question was, how long do you kind of like give him in terms of, all right, really trying to add that jumper to his bag of tricks and really just kind of start shooting on a consistent basis. Which I did yeah. read. Someone just posted. He's thirty-eight percent from the three line. It's not this year. Not bad. 
Yeah, not that, bad at all. There's a couple not prospects, great. even not just bad. on that team alone, like where you, where you look at them, maybe we'll get a glimpse of, of what they what they could be. Like Lonnie Walker is another player who sort of fascinates me. Like if he played his best case scenario every game, he'd be great. Um, and then, uh, but I guess just don't do it consistently enough just yet. Um, for anybody Lonnie's really a Lonnie's local it. boy. Love Lonnie's game. He's got that Philly swagger. He's <laughs> from uh, he's from the he's from the town. I love it. He was fun to watch. And where, where was Shout he, out Miami? to Philly hoops. I will swear. I will uh, swear by it. Philly has the best hoop circuit in the United States. I will. You know, it's just it's just fact. I love it. Chicago. You, you were all over that, right? Chicago, nice players. You know, fine. New York, yeah, they've got a great circuit, but the ballers are from Philly. I love that. Ballers I'd actually Philly. argue D- I'd argue DC. DC's oh DC's got a hell of a pipeline for sure. And and you know, for people who are deep into AAU, like you go back even to the Kevin Durant years, like DC assault was so good of an AAU squad for the longest time. Like the AAU pipeline up and down the DC Ohio Maryland area is crazy. Ohio's Washington, loaded. They got some ballers in Ohio. That was like the big one when we went to nationals. All Ohio Red was like one of the big teams out there. They had. I'm pretty sure New Jersey ranks for high school at least number one in the country almost every oh, year. Oh yeah, Jersey. Jersey is kind of like, I guess you can almost call the whole Northeast as one kind of like pipeline. We got some. Any other? Where, where are the ballers at in here? Anyone? Uh. Yeah, I'm from Jersey. That's why. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> you grew up on the circuit. Yeah, I mean, I balled. I wasn't. Uh, I was better at football. Uh, not to you know, get into that, but uh, I I did play basketball in high school, and that was the most I played. Football was my. Sport. Did you play? Did, did you play football on the basketball court, Clay Gaines? <laughs> no, I, I did have to play center as as someone who's six three. I think in high school I was like two twenty five, two thirty. I was the I was the biggest kid on the team, which shows you how small we were. Uh, so I w- I am not a center, but I had to play center a lot of times and go up against like six, seven kids was one of the fun. So I had to bully them a little bit. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But, so the football helps. Nice, nice. Speaking of uh, speaking of threes, I'm uh, I'll be participating again. This uh, free plug. They got this uh, little NFT BA that uh, nice little NFT project. I'll be doing a three point contest down in Miami. Very excited about it. Good to. Uh, Always fun to shoot around. Is that so, the same uh, one Steve's at? Is that in Miami too? It might be. Steve, are you going to be in Miami? Um, TBD, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to that that game. Uh, but I might actually be going to Miami on Thursday. We'll see how this uh, pans out. We'll see. Whoa. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Florida as we speak. As we speak. I, we speak I feel there. like it's important that I give an update. We've got uh, Sabonis, update. Capella, <laughs> Aiton, Zubak, and Tatum has now taken uh, – he, he's tied for, for fifth place. Tatum, Keldon Johnson, Pascal Siakam, and Beef Stew. So and purchase – They've all got a ton of moments, right? Yeah, purchase moments accordingly. Yeah. Aiton's going to be the bottleneck, though, if, if you haven't gotten Aiden Aiden already. That's going to be the one. Aiton's a really uh, interesting Aiden's moment. Yeah, because he has – I think mm-hmm. I think I read he has 12 moments or 10 moments, but – None of them are under or over 15k. He's a really well, interesting if, player on Top if, Shot. If you are a wolf and you have the throwdowns, you've got the Aiden. You're good. Yeah, I've got the playoff set, so it has the Aiden as well. There so. you go. There you go. 
Uh, speaking of Dave, we if we could tie this back to what we spent the first hour talking about, we've got the man Austin on the line, Mark. And we talked with Steve and Clegane's and stacked about the shack update. Now is this is this your doing, Austin? <laughs> um in some ways, it is definitely not to put you on the spot, my friend. Not to put you on the spot. To be uh, involved in uh, rectifying, uh, uh, you know, something that got got a little sort of crossed up and, and um, wasn't like wasn't up. It didn't pass all the checks that it should have passed, basically, um, for a myriad of reasons. Um, but been able to fortunate to be able to to rectify it, like. Um, and get it out there and then you know like we've we've touched up some sort of like like visual glitches with the renders in the past right like when there's been some cases where a video will like kind of skip or whatever and we'll just re-render the asset and, and upload it so this was a, an example of like the like the footage that made it in like i was i was kind of surprised at that it was just a bit of there were some wires crossed um but then to, to find out that we were able to actually update it with the you know the the better version um was awesome i was happy that the team was able to do it and uh you know just happy to be able to get it you know out there for the people that were so excited about it like i, I want to make sure that we can you know at the end of the day deliver the stuff that, that gets people excited so I, I was really happy to know that it all came together so it, can you explain Austin, like the the video changed, right? And admittedly, it's it's foggy for me. But it seems like there's more emphasis on Shaq towards the end of the moment, and and there's he almost falls into the crowd, and there's a whole thing. So the moment has changed. Um, why? had that happened and is that a decision that was made because it was a, a thought that your team made the moment better by doing so or made it more a quote-unquote shack moment by doing so or was it just like video that everybody finally recognized should have been in the moment to begin with or like what was the thought process behind it um, I, there were a couple of different, you know, renditions of the footage. There usually are for things like that, um, for, you know, from like conception to when it's able to actually be released. Um, and that one did flip flop, right? Because it's a moment that could be a Wade moment or a Shaq moment. And I think it was it was both at at sometimes. And I think this is just an example of the, the wrong version of the footage sort of ended up making it out. Um, and just so just kind of some miscommunication during that 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 phase um but uh yeah no i'm happy to to get it tweaked these uh it's crazy how fast you know time has been moving right because when we started with this 2506 stuff like we've moved i've personally sort of been all over the place since then doing um like like the in-season stuff and the fresh edge stuff that, that we've got coming. I, I kind of had to have my eye on too many balls at the same time. And, and, and that one sort of slipped through and it was, it was like, a, like a previous version that I, that wasn't the final version and I don't really know how it made it out. Uh, but, but I think it just gives us a chance to tighten up another part of the process, but 
sure, able to, sure. to get it. So wick, really interesting. So like, like that, like, so let's zoom in on that moment in particular, right? Like you have a platform with like thousands of moments, more than thousands, but you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like lots of moments and uh, this particular moment could have gone either way as a Wade moment or a Shaq moment. Uh, how often does that happen? And how often is there this conscious like, well, if we just add, if we edit this in a way that removes three seconds here, but adds three seconds here, it creates a better moment for that player versus the other. Is this is this pretty unique in that regard? Or does that happen consistently dependent on, on the player? Uh, you know, it, it does happen. Um, I guess probably maybe more often than, than you think. Uh, I think uh, one very notable tandem that I feel like we have to make these calls on every time is Trey Young alley-oops to John Collins. There's, mm-hmm. many, there's many cases where it could, <laughs> yeah. it could be Trey assist or it could be a John Collins dunk. Um, and yeah, you know, sometimes just being able to, what, like once we sort of figure out, you know, what's the better part or where would be the better place to use this, like that, that's sort of like a, a decision we have to make from a, like a product perspective, like where, where does it fit the best? And once we have that answer, then, then in some cases it's nice to be able to go back and say, okay, now that this is the direction we want to go, what can we do to make sure that the footage like leans into this exact version of that? Um, so sometimes there's some back and forth that way. So things end up changing. So um, in terms of the roadmap, right? And the ability to hopefully at least sort of catalog moments in a way that says like, oh, that was a nasty dunk. Let's let's push that aside for a throwdowns or let's you know whatever whatever the case may be. Um, does it ha- does it help you as a person who's looking at the moment and trying to identify is it a Trey Young? Is it a uh, John Collins? Is it a dunk? Is it an assist? Does does the roadmap help you? Not necessarily just us as collectors, but does it help you be able to identify which direction you want to go with a variety of moments? Like uh, I can't think of like a specific example, but like theoretically, yeah, I think it would. One of the, one of the things like that's sort of on my mind is, you know, if there's if it's like a toss up for the moment, and one of the one of the options is a player that you know, it's just going to get a ton of moments and we don't have to worry about that. It's nice to be able to have that sort of flexibility to, to be like, you know what, you know, player B, as opposed to player A, like it would benefit a lot more from having having this play count towards their cap because there's there's that cap in place. And, and I love that it's there. Um, right. But no, it does. It does sort of present those situations. So uh, one another question that I've got in relation to like, particular players and seasons and you know s1 s2 and going into s3 like how do you determine so the nba is a very flexible league in terms of like you know you know you you could play five small guys you could play you know guards out with one center you know there's all these different variations so how do you determine the positional um the way that you identify the position of the moment, right? Like, so center, power forward, small forward. 
for example, Tim Duncan is a center in season one, run it back, but in season two, he's a power forward. Like, how does that process happen in terms of the overall moments? Uh, the positions that come from Sport Radar, which is like the, the official data provider um, <clears throat> uh, of the NBA, which is nice because, you know, it's it's nice to have a body like that that we can just sort of trust. Even though, you know, sometimes they make calls that I like, I don't always uh, agree with, but like that Tim Duncan example, like we, we've even had examples and I remember this came up uh, last year because one of, the, one of the challenges, I don't know if you guys remember, there was like a, a challenge that required like centers or something. And, and in some cases, even within like the series two base set, like Bam Adebayo was listed as a power forward. And then sometimes he was listed as a center. And right, it literally changes on a on a game by game basis because that data is pulled like uh, from the game um, through the Sport Radar API. The same, I mean, like I've run like fantasy sites in the past that that sort of use the same APIs and and like ESPN Basketball Reference, they all use Sport Radar. But when you look at it on a game by game basis, it can that level of granularity it can change, and it, it's kind of weird to see it that way. Uh, but there's no sort of like editorial decision coming from you know, certainly not from us. And I think it's even, even what sport radar gets, like, don't quote me on this, but like, sometimes it's just a matter of what the coach or whatever, or somebody on the coaching staff fills out on the lineup card. Um, really? So it's weird. It's weird to see a change like that. And, and positions like just from, from my background in fantasy, like positions are the mostly contentious issue. Like, like right, you know, right. If you've been in so, a arguing about you know, dual eligibility with, with players. Yeah. Everybody, everybody should be utility. Everybody should be utility. So (laughs) like you're, so you could, you could theoretically, you could have a moment where in one game, a player is a center, right. And you have a moment from that game and, and that's the way it's, it's made on the blockchain. And then uh, another moment later in the season, maybe a power forward, maybe a small forward, whatever it might be. Um, and you guys don't have any say over that, but it's just the way that it's documented based on, you know, that particular game. Yeah, and, and we're happy to to commit to Sport Radar, right? They're they like, sure they're the ones, I guess. And it's just it's always tough to quantify something like that, which is really a, such a tough thing to actually measure in today's game. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's definitely weird, but we're happy to be able to use, to lean on Sport Radar because those are tough calls to make, right? Like it would keep right. us up at night if we had to make those calls. Sure, sure. And trying to determine what might make somebody fall into one category over the other. I do need to update our, our listeners here. So uh, Sabonis, Capella, Keldon Johnson has now crept into third place on our rebounding uh, list for the evening. He has, uh, his ears were burning. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stan. I'm here for it. And then uh, Aiden and Zubak. So right now, Sabonis, Capella, Keldon Johnson, Aiden, and Zubak are the top five. We'll see. Um, there are still a few games playing and like – Giannis has 10 rebounds, so he could theoretically get up in that neck of the woods, too. So uh, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Anybody have any uh, 
real quick questions for Austin. I think we may be wrapping this up, Wolf, but uh, I want to check. Well, it's only been two and a half hours, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we should uh, Yeah, get last questions in for Austin. We could maybe do a trivia question or two. I don't know. Got a couple more minutes. Do we want to get? So we should just announce too. We've uh, we've started the Wolfpack Discord. Oh, good call. And uh, to get into this Wolfpack Discord, there's a few layers of uh, I don't know, a few a few a few key cards you need to get in. One is to through these trivia games. We've been fortunate enough uh, that uh, our big homie Steve here has been giving out the Diallo 40Ks. So if you are a holder of one of these Diallo 40Ks, we've given you. You could get in, or if you've purchased the Diallo Throwdown, which is sort of our our DAO, our Wolfpack mantra, then uh, we've got a place for you to come in. So we're just getting it going. We're we're having all sorts of fun stuff in here. So if you're listening now and you don't win a Diallo 40K, I urge you to to keep that uh, Wolfpack Twitter notifications on so you can potentially win win one. And uh, we're gonna start building a little community over here. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun the last couple of days. So. Uh, Yo, I love great. that you're. Uh, I love. It. I love the 40k option. That's dope. Yes, totally. Uh, so I, I think that's. I think that's good shit. I think that's very. I think that's cool. Clay Gaines, yeah. you've you've been in our Discord. What do you think, man? Yeah, what's the brother got to do to get an yeah, invite? Very good. If uh, if it may not be the answer you want to hear, but the bot where you could play like fake blackjack, I think is my favorite. Thing <laughs> it's just amazing. Like when I'm bored, I just hop in there and like play some blackjack on Discord, which I didn't even know was possible. I lose, I lose uh, all my fake money in there, Clee Gaines. Come on, God yeah. dang it! So we actually have a contest yeah. for December in our casino. The leaderboards were wiped today, and so I think uh, Coach said December 28th, the the leader of the casino is going to win some moments. So we're going to start. I got to say one: if you're going to do a contest, you got to turn off the. We Rob did feature. turn off the Rob feature. Uh, because <laughs> okay. I go, I know I rob people. I got robbed. <laughs> I think I robbed you. I think I took. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I robbed Dumbo. I love so, it. Yeah, Dumbo was in there with a bunch of money, and I robbed him, and then it was just pandemonium after that. So, <laughs> so, so Wolf, I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got some questions for trivia. I've got okay. um, some NHL questions, some NBA questions, and some world history questions. Is there somebody in here that we want to pull well, up and, and ask some questions? Well, well, yeah. Well, why don't we ask? I've got a couple too because we had stacked mention sets on own the moment. Like, we'll try to keep it to what we were talking about today. So we had stacked mention how few team sets there are and few sets there are in general and why he would think it seems likely that we're going to get rewarded. So why don't we see if we can stump Steve with a few since uh, we're giving away his Diallo bags. So I love uh, it. I love so it. I'll give Steve his first one. And we can, maybe we can ask Austin. We'll, we'll ask Steve one, Austin one, Squiddy one, and we'll get three more people in this uh, audience into our Diallo club here. So Steve, eight people have completed this set only eight completions and you are not one of them what set am i talking about oh man uh it's probably legendary i'll give you a hint hint it's not a let so it, it was it's the least completed rare set oh eight people this is tough 
This is really tough. I thought you might have this one too. I'm actually, you know, I thought I'm, I'm actually, I'm, um, I'm surprised. I'll he say, I'll say, uh, I'll say rookie debut. It's not, it is metallic gold season two. Oh, right. Yeah. I've been working on it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Of course our buddy Alexo has it. Uh, so eight people. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Well, I mean, it was an expensive set to, to the chase. The bottleneck, the Christian Wood bottleneck. Christian Wood. <laughs> is that, That's right. Is that... It's the Christian Wood bottleneck. It's the rarest metallic gold. There are seventy-seven ver. There's seventy-seven yeah. of them. It's got oh, the lowest. It's got the lowest mint count for sure. Yeah, you got it, Squiddy. Okay, so. so... I can I can I like be fully frank like yes that was I I own the most Christian Wood moments in season two metallic gold in season two metallic gold that was uh, how many do you own that was uh yeah that was that was kind of like where I put it all into I was like all right if anyone wants to own this set like they're gonna want this fucking Christian Wood I was out of my mind I was out of my mind Squiddy how but many was, how many how, how many, many do you have how many do you have I think four. You need to. I, I could. You could gift me one. That'd be cool. I, no, sorry, man. It's frozen, man. I, oh. I totally would. I totally would. I would. I, I would. Uh, oh, I love it. Rats. I love it. We invite you on spaces to shake you down for your moments here. Yo, how funny! How funny is that though? Because it's like I don't know. It just made so much. It was just so funny to me. It's all out of four ninety nine, and then the moment it just it took. It cost the Anthony Edwards. It cost the Steph Curry. At the time when it was just like full moon, and I got seventy-seven copies, it was just like by far the, the biggest one. Yeah. So yeah, that was just uh, that was my like sicko moment. So just like fun fact, nobody. That's the first time I've ever told anybody that. I love that. So Azzy, you're listening there, Azzy. Uh, you've won a Diallo, whether Steve got it right or not. Not so. If you can send me a DM, then we can get you in, and we'll we'll get you in the club, and you can get. Robin Clegane's on the the, the poker game. <laughs> as long as you just always rob Clegane's and not me, that's the key. That's the key. You gotta put your money in the bank, and then you don't get robbed. It's all safe. Can you actually put your money in yeah, the I bank? Didn't, I didn't know that was. Yeah, a yeah, for I sure, totally. I'm 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 yeah. just new to all this Discord craziness, but it's pretty crazy. I saw you can play Connect Four with your friends. You can do trivia. Hangman. Okay, so the next person who's up is Top Shot Chameleon. You're going to win a moment on this next one. And Mark, do you want to ask Austin a question? Give him a good hard basketball question. Ooh, a hard basketball question. All right. Austin, this is it's a basketball question that's outside of basketball. Oh, gosh. Does Shaquille O'Neal have his doctorate. Oh, uh, Shaq, Shaq's a busy, busy guy. Uh, I know that. he's making pizzas all day. <laughs> when does he have time to go to school? You know, yeah, I say he does. I, um, I feel like I, I can recall him commenting on it. Yeah. I'll say, yeah. A hundred percent correct. He does. Oh, his doctorate is in organizational learning and leadership with a specialization on HR development from Barry University, wherever that may be. Love it. I love it. That's my. <laughs> That's somebody's alma mater. What was that? Somebody's. 
It's it's not, but I just looked it up. It's a uh, university out of. Yes, Miami, it's in right? Florida for sure. Yeah. Squiddy, is that what you're doing? <laughs> what am I? What am I doing? You're yeah, going yeah. to Barry University. <laughs> Barry University. No, nah, I'm done school. <laughs> I'm always I'm always learning, but I'm done school. <laughs> Fun fact: Jack also has his master's degree from a uh, University of Phoenix. Take that as you want. They have a fantastic basketball program. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wolf, who who got that? I didn't who got that moment? That was that was Top Shot Chameleon down there at the uh, bottom. I can't yes. DM you, so again, if you DM me, then we can get you a Diallo. Um and next we have something ballin'. Steve, who is so we all know who the least completed team set is because of the girl dad moment. What's the second least completed team set with 22 completions? Mm. Um, it's a tough one. It's probably, I don't know, I want to say Miami or uh, the Spurs, I think. Oh, you were so oh, close. Oh. You were so close. Miami was the next lowest one with 32, ah. but with 22 completions, the Indiana Pacers. Oh, right. That's the Paul George bottleneck, right? Oh, that's what it is. Okay. That makes sense. I was wondering why it was. And so also cute. one of the best, uh, one of the best dunks on the platform still. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's so low. Geez, we were talking about coaches Orlando Magic before. It's only 47 people that have the season completion. 47 people, Squiddy and Austin, that you guys got to get court, courtside seats here. Like, no pressure. It's not, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. You no, know? that should be easy. I mean, shit, just do one more Dwayne Wade little fandom thing and you're good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> paid for. Uh, why don't we get our resident, our, our expert that pops up time to time, Mike? Why don't you ask Mike a basketball question, Mark? Mike, you ready? And we're going to get Apolicious. Apolicious, you're on the board. So uh, we're going to get you a Diallo 40K on this next one. And for the record, Mark, I'm still licking my wounds and the Spurs is having a 15 0 round in that game themselves, but it's cool. Anyway, keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink my whiskey. And- I like it. Wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Mike, what kind of whiskey are you drinking? High West. West. I was have I was having some Johnny Walker Black earlier. So mm. um, I'm just on the straight Makers Mark tonight. Nice. Yeah, Makers is always good. I, I'm I'm a High West guy. They're based out of Colorado. It's really whiskey. Anyway, that's fair. So, that's fair. All right. So this this should be easy for a guy like you because you've got this like brain that just knows the NBA. But who is the shortest player in NBA history? Ooh. Uh, Muggsy comes to mind at 5-3. Um, I think, and 5-3 is probably being generous. Um, I'd say it's Muggsy Bones. You are correct, my friend. Nicely done. Yeah. Muggsy Muggsy was like 5-3 in his Nikes. He was probably closer to like... Yeah, he, he, he probably was. I think you're right. But my favorite part of the Muggsy Bugs allure is the Pearl Jam 
Like, he was Pearl Jam's favorite player before they became Pearl Jam, and they had the name Pearl Jam, right? Like, Muggsy Bogues not only has NBA lure, but he has the grunge allure as well. I love Muggsy. Muggsy was Eddie Vedder's favorite player? That's crazy. You're, mm-hmm. Mark, you're, you're close. It's uh, Mookie Blaylock was Pearl Jam. Oh, oh you're right. Oh. You're right, Austin. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Mookie Blaylock, definitely. Um, you're that, you're right. Funny. That's why Austin works at Dapper Labs <laughs> with NBA Dapper. <laughs> 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 who, is, uh, who, is, who is the number two on that list of, of shortest player? Uh, Ooh, that's a really good question. There, um, I can give a hint, but... I assume it's got to be someone in that five seven, five eight range. Uh, does, that, yeah. does anybody know the name Marcus Green? No. Let's see if there's no. any. Let's see if there's any real junkies in here. Austin, is it Isaiah Thomas? Who's Earl Boykins? Is it Isaiah Thomas? Earl Boykins. Uh, it's Earl Boykins. Earl Boykins. It's Earl. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, five five, five was Earl Boykins. Let's say Robinson. He's five six. I think. But Earl Boykins. Is I think it was five nine. Five. I was going to say that. He was listed. He was listed five nine. He's probably five six. It's all fake. <laughs> it's all fake. They're listed. Their their mothers listed them. They're, that's not real. It's like pro wrestling listing. <laughs> in in high school, I was listed Just for the at like record, six guys, five. It's 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 exactly like I, I I played mediocre high school ball. I was listed at six feet, even though I'm five eleven, five ten at both. Jose Barrera went to uh, college with me. That man is not six feet tall. <laughs> I will tell you this right now. I was taller than Jose at, at, at 5'11". No, you said, like you said, you said 5'10", 5'11". That means you're like closer to 5'10", Mike. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm 5'11", six feet with my Jordan. So you know, if you get me in dress shoes, I'll, I'll probably be closer to 5'10". Really, it's 5'11". I love All it. All right, guys, this is this yeah, was, Jose, Jose was not that Yeah, this is fun. I am uh I'm gonna bounce. Yeah, we're gonna looks like guys looks like guys wrapping up anyway. Wrap up. But Thanks for joining uh, us, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a blast. We're chilling every, on Friday night. Every man. Friday yeah, we're guys. always here. Um few wrap up. Shout out to the wolf pack. Thanks, brother. And hey, I think we invited you into the Discord there too, Squiddy. Did you not get the invite? Oh, it was in the I Twitter would... chat. So message in the Twitter and someone will give you a link. Bro, that shit moves. We've so given a uh, we've given a role for you dapper people called Dapper Spy, so you uh, you get to. Get Yo, but fight. like I'm I'm unique, man. I've got the dialect. Oh, you know? so, so you, uh, oh, you you don't even get to be a dapper spy. That you can have the official dapper role. Yeah. Yeah. Squiddy's right? legit. Like, Squiddy's legit. I'm legit. I'm le- I'm not. You know, like it's just uh, I, I've got the natural moment. You know, I minted it. I, I Which... gotta give a I gotta give a quick update. We got Sabonis Capella. <laughs> Keldon Johnson, Giannis has jumped into the top five, and then he is tied with Aiton and Zubak. So it's Sabonis, Capella, Johnson, and then Giannis, Aiton, and Zubak are tied for the four-five spot. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Giannis is in the fourth quarter. It looks like it's going to be a a mash of that. So in some capacity. It's going to be Sabonis, Capella, Johnson, Giannis, and then I don't know Aiton or Zubak in that in that capacity, based on how Giannis. Zubak, Zubak, I think it's, I think the way it works, and uh, the Dapper folks can correct me if I'm wrong, but if there's a tie, 
it goes to margin of victory. Now, Aiton at, at five, uh, he has won his game. Both Zubak and Tatum, or Zubak lost. So, That's right. Zubak uh, did lose, and Giannis, Giannis is winning. So it would then be Aiton. If, 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 if it goes based on margin of victory, it would be uh, Aiton. And just, uh, Austin, so you know, everybody we talk to is loving these flash challenges. So behind the scenes, if they're talking about them, everybody's loving them. I love, I love to hear that. That's, that's awesome. You know, the team that, that's sort of been owning that has been super cool. That's my dishwasher. Perfect. Uh, that's a super, beautiful uh, tune. That's your dishwasher? Right? What kind of robot do you have washing your dishes, Austin? <laughs> um, no, the team. The team's been uh, just. He's got Baymax excited. washing his dishes. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Um, I'm happy to hear that though. It's been fun watching. People get excited about it. Like I'm, I'm sort of removed from that that process. So yeah. I just get to watch it as a it's... as a fan and see you guys getting the kick out of it. I love. Yeah. That. I, I will. Just... I will tell you. I will tell you also cool this. Edition. The season three moments are awesome, right? Like, yes, there's a huge mint count, and yeah, they're not selling for much, but the moments themselves, man, they are much better, good. much yeah. improved. Yeah, much they're, improved. They're, they're good moments. They look good. I mean, kudos. You're, you're doing a great job, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate that, too. You know, it's been uh, some of the, just some of the – there's been so many advantages, I guess, approaching series three that, that weren't necessarily there in series two as everybody was sort of thrown into the defense. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just having that roadmap helps and, and, and having a full year to sort of really be more proactive about knowing what's coming and setting stuff aside. Like I, the amount of plays that I just outright like reject, I guess, like just, I'm like, that that's not up. That's not up to snuff. Like, is much higher, you know, this season because now we've got that clarity of how many, how many moments we can use and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it gives like gives us like a mandate to be, you know, a little bit more strict, um, but also you know siphoning the the great plays off the top and saving them for later drops. So I think I, I hope and I certainly I've, I've sort of noticed this so far is like the, the sort of candidates we've got for throwdowns, the candidates that we've got for the MGLEs and hollows. So like I think it'll just make a bit more sense when you look at it like. Uh, like big picture so so i'm super psyched about it and, I'm, and it means a lot to hear you guys say that uh, yeah. i appreciate it awesome yeah keep up the good work i just want to give a few shout outs here before we take off mark uh i linked a contest that uh, our historian steve is doing or not necessarily a contest or if you want to talk about the raptors tickets a little bit steve you are offering up a few raptors tickets which is super cool um, yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. I, bought, I bought a couple. Yeah, exactly. I bought a couple tickets. Um, actually, I, I have more games. I haven't talked about those, but um, yeah, the idea was I bought like a whole row of tickets, and I just want to give them away and um, go to the game with a bunch of top shotters. So um, this is hopefully the first of of a few different uh, giveaways, and and yeah, I mean, you know, it's just kind of like an unofficial. I mean, I, I know top shots throw a lot of money at like the. Um, the VIP experiences and the boxes and everything else, but I kind of wanted to show what can be done on like a shoestring budget. Uh, and what I think was really fun here is that um, everyone's kind of coming solo. Um, so it takes a certain kind of you know personality to go to like a game without knowing people, yeah. but, we, but we all know each other because we're all collectors and we have so much to talk about. So 
I think it's going to be a blast and I'm looking forward to it's it. It's really cool, man. Really cool. Made me really proud to uh, just be hanging in the same group with you and, and having you do stuff like that. Cause uh, it's exactly what'll push us forward and keep this community going. And Frankie Ballers, we didn't get you on the program today. I, I don't think you were around a mic, but uh, there's a 2K tournament with the Ballers thing coming up that is really cool. So definitely go check out Frankie Ballers there and uh, this Ballers thing. And Clegane's uh, a big week for you too, bro. I just wanted to say congratulations. I don't know if you want to speak on your uh, your new job title or not, but uh, pretty awesome. It sounds like the community is pretty, pretty hyped about it. Yeah, I'll just really quickly. Uh, thanks, you know, for that. And um, for those that didn't see, I I have officially joined the the Moment Ranks content team, and I'll be joining the guys over at Shot Talking uh, officially now. I mean, I've been on their stream a few times, kind of as a guest, but now I'll be you know doing it regularly, and also you know continuing to write more blogs and uh, stuff like that. Other shows I'll be jumping into as well that will be through Moment Ranks. I know that the Dapper NFL project is in in our sites right it's not here yet but we know it's coming so we're, we're starting to work on some things for that too so uh, a lot more to come in the future and uh, i'm excited to continue bringing some more stuff to you guys awesome man well we're just really really stoked on you and once again seeing someone go from community member to you know something even more than that's been really amazing to see yeah oh and, and also I, of course i can't forget thanks for you know top shot for letting us host the uh the pack drop on tuesday that was just you know, 20,000 plus people, that was just unbelievable. At first, I got to say, I was very nervous. <laughs> um, but then, you know, as we got talking, I kind of forgot about, not forgot, but like you kind of like don't look at the number anymore as to how many people are in there. And the chat was really great. Everyone was, you know, very interactive, uh, especially for we were there two and a half hours, I think, just, you know, and on camera too, you know, you're trying to make sure you're not doing anything, <laughs> anything dumb and, you know. Don't pick your nose. Stupid, don't so. pick your nose on camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was... Uh, it was definitely a fun experience and uh you know to have that exposure was, was really cool for sure these, these season three pack drops you do that again you might get like a six hour one coming soon <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if, if they give us the time we'll, we'll talk as long as possible but uh, i definitely was sore just from sitting for so long and not moving <laughs> for two and a half hours. awesome well that is great um, well somehow mark we uh we jibber jabbered for another three hours here I love it, man. Wolf, I appreciate you, brother. And I, I appreciate, appreciate everybody. Yeah, I appreciate everybody joining us tonight and every Friday night. And we look forward to next Friday night um, and everything that happens between now and then in the Top Shot world. We'll try and cover, right? Like I think we can tease it. I think we have the man Jacob coming on. Yeah, we do. I, I, I sh uh, you're, you're right. We probably should tease it a little bit. We got, we got Jacob. We're hoping maybe Austin, you come back with us, uh, and we'll have a really fun, fun-filled Top Shot Friday night yeah. next week. And everybody, and Mike, you always come back too, man. So we always appreciate having you on, and uh, you really know your shit, and you you help validate us a bit on this for basketball hoop heads. Hey, man, I, I try to do what I can when I can. I'm I'm pretty busy out here in SF, but. Uh... I try to jump in on the wolf pack when I can on a Friday night. Yeah, you know? love it. Love it. Appreciate you all, and we'll catch you in the Discord this week, and we'll see you next Friday. Thanks, Al.